Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 59. We're doing MCU. This is the Netflix release of Daredevil. So this was a uh, series, uh, 13-episode series. They did did three total, but we're just going to cover season one right now. Um, This was kind of the first uh, release for uh, Netflix to get into the MCU. Um, And I believe other than... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and the Peggy Carter. These were the only series uh, that I... Oh, no, nope. There's actually one on Hulu uh, later on, the the Cloak and Dagger. But uh, Oh, that's just on the, Hulu? Okay. That's where I watch it. I, I want to well, say... Well, it's it ABC, released. and ABC's uh, Hulu-related, so I think that's probably why. It was released on something weird, like a Freeform or something like that, but... Oh, well, yeah. It's... Well, um. Yeah, Freeform used to be the ABC Family Channel, and then oh, they okay. started doing some stuff that wasn't super family friendly. <laughs> so they changed it to Freeform. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but this yeah. was this was Netflix first uh, dip into it, and uh, <clears throat> I think uh, this started what you know. There's uh, a couple other series. Uh, Four other series total, five actually, if you consider Defenders, um, where they kind of all come together. Um, but this this had a big um, a span of three years, four years, where it went through all the different series. And they, they just now, um, the ownership went back to Disney. So there's a chance that uh, these may uh, come back out um, series-wise again um, on under Disney. So we'll see. Um, oh. oh, yeah, it makes sense. That's true. And, yeah. And Daredevil released what is his name? Charlie Cox. He just he just mm-hmm. had a he just appeared in or he just filmed some scenes in uh, the new Spider Man movie. So yep. and and I I guess when when they canceled the series in two thousand eighteen, he had a two they had to wait two years before he could appear in anything else. So I wonder if that was you know two years is up. Uh, now I'm going into the into the movies. It's, so. I know a lot of people are pushing for it. So. Uh... Uh, it's there's a good chance it's going to happen. There's a lot of people that want this this set of uh, shows that came out on Netflix to get into the MCU and into the movies and tied into other things, and um, get that MCU touch from the from the Disney people so that they can even uh, add to what Netflix did because Netflix did a great job with them. Everybody's pretty much on board with that. It's a great um, platform too. The, the the longer series, I would I I would. I would say I preferred that over just a single movie, and I would uh, I would prefer it stick around and you know on the Disney Channel or something like that in the series format. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's just see uh, uh, we, who who we have here with us. Uh, as always, it's it's me, Noah, uh, the main host, and and with me um, on every show so far has been my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hello. Did, have I been in every show? I didn't. I mean, well, no, I, I dialed into one. That's right. You, you dialed, dialed in. Yeah. For, you were in for like the first four or five minutes of one of them because you dude was doing your picking up your dog, right? Yep. 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 That was it. That was our. That was wrong. our. 
our beer tasting that we did yeah. our own beers and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. That was a, that was a good one. Okay. I thought it was the beer and taco one, but you're right. It was the one where you were doing your own beers. That's right. Well, we yeah. did our, we did our own pairings, our own food pairings. Yep. So, yeah. my, and, and if you remember the tacos that, yeah, that was, I did fish, fish tacos. tacos. It was, it was a, a delicious fish tacos too. Um, I felt bad for you not being there to taste that cause they, they were delicious. Um, and then back with us, uh, we have Bo, uh, say hello, Bo. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? And, and he's been with us for all of the MCU. He's kind of the main reason we jumped on to do these MCUs. Uh, I asked early on, and I'll ask again, if anybody ever wants to do, you know, come on, be a, you know, a co-host or uh, a guest host and, and do a show. He, uh, he's the one that finally emailed us and said, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so now we're doing it. And then we wanted a, uh, a female perspective because, you know, none of us really have that or, you know, I don't, I don't have that. <laughs> So we uh, we sent a, a request out for that, and then we got Nita. So say hi, Nita. How are you? Good to I'm see doing you great. Again. Hopefully everybody else is too. Yeah. So uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for uh, dropping by. If you're a repeat listener, even more uh, thanks because that means we we were able to keep you from uh, one of our other episodes, which is which is fabulous. So um, I, it's funny. I uh, I've been I, I threw it out there to try and get more people to listen, and you know, like hey, bring a friend kind of thing, and. Uh, so I was at the dentist yesterday and we were talking and uh, they Cobra Kai came up and I was like, well, yeah, I just did a podcast on that. And so we were talking and right before I left and he's like, I was telling him about it. He's like, oh, that that sounds cool. What's the name of it? I'm like, God damn, I wish I had a business card right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I wrote down the name. Hopefully, hopefully he'll uh, he'll jump on there and, and we'll get another listener that way. So at least uh, he didn't I, say what's yeah. a podcast. That's usually what I hear. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> true true yeah i know i love that's every time I, I talk to my dad about it he's like so what's this thing you're doing and how can i watch <clears throat> and I'm like, well, you, you can't really watch dad but you know, we'll figure it out how you can listen someday um also uh so cool uh that's how uh how's everybody's week been doing i mean anything special anything cool i mean it's been three weeks since we, we talked to you guys but you know anything yeah. big happened in that time I'm I'm technically unemployed. Let's call it fun employed because I'm in between. I have my week between my two <laughs> jobs right now. So nice. My last day, my old job was last Friday, and I'm taking this week off. And um, I start my new job Monday. So uh, let's see. Along with that, put an offer in on a house. We're an escrow. Got uh, loan stuff. Like everything that goes along with like moving. So uh, a lot some of, of a lot it's of fun. Stuff. Some of it's not. <laughs> Some no, of that's it's cool. all business. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty busy week. Uh, pretty busy couple of weeks trying to get all this stuff organized, but good. I mean, it's none of it's, you know, it's all part of being an adult, right? So it's not, right. <laughs> some of it's fun, some of it's not fun. So, but uh, you know, it's, it's probably by the end of March, things will be calm back down. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to play it by ear. I might have to either miss the next one or skip the next one, depending on how everything gets squared away. Just, you know, no, getting internet not accepted. taken care of and stuff. So. Not well, acceptable. I think we can have around you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no missing or skipping. You you started this mess, so you're you're gonna stick in it. So all right, uh, <laughs> might be might be audio only. We might not get the video feed then. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll take that if that's what it takes. But yeah, no, I'm I'm good with yeah. that too. But that you cool. need anything anything in the last three weeks that have been monumental. Monumental, no. Um, just. Same old, same old. It's been very boring here. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
No, so. it's okay. Sometimes boring is good. It just means, you know, you're not, you're yeah. not fighting fires and having hectic. So uh, sometimes that's okay. No, no, it's been good. I'm, I'm about to get busy at work and my husband is really, he's an accountant. So it's really oh, it's about, yeah. coming down on him. So yeah, he's, uh, but, um, yeah, my daughter's doing well in school, which is all that's important to me. So <laughs> good. Anything new for you, Steve, in the last week? Um, I, you know, I, I caught up with a friend that I haven't seen in 15 years that we, you know, we were roommates in college. We, we, uh, roomed together for a year and he was at my wedding and, and, uh, so that was, that was nice to catch up with him. He and his wife and daughter came up to Half Moon Bay. So I drove down and we did, it was kind of a, a distance, a socially distance, um, a reunion, uh, a little bit, a little bit different, uh, when you, when you haven't seen someone in so long and. You know, you're behind a mask, but we made sure we ate some food so we could see what you guys look like. Yes, yeah, for, for a little bit. Um, but uh, but that was great. Uh, he he's he's a fun guy, and it was nice to catch up. I shared with him, uh, you know, the the podcast, so maybe we have a new nice. listener. Um, awesome. And, yeah, that's all we can ask. You know, one what what, what was the uh, it was a blue diamond almonds. It was uh, one a week. That's all we ask. You know, if we get one new listener a week, yeah, that'd be fabulous, actually. Um, cool. Yeah, it's just just everybody out there, if you have a friend and you're liking it, tell yeah. them about it and you know, I, just keep asking that. Eventually, you know, they tell two friends and they tell two friends right. and so on. So I'm just on. hoping that we, we get people that you, you say, hey, you should check this out. They actually check it out and say, okay, that's decent enough. I'll listen to more than one episode. I, I'm, I'm cool. Right. That, that's what, yeah. you know. If we can entertain, you know, just a few people, that's really what it's about. Because this is what's entertaining to yeah. me, and that's why we're doing this. So yeah. that's really what it is. I'm I'm being super selfish with this one. Definitely yeah. entertaining. Though, you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's really all it's about. It's funny. Uh, so speaking of being entertained by podcasts, uh, you recently both had sent me a, a new podcast to listen to because we had talked about uh, the, the draft. So I listened mm -hmm. to that all fantasy. Uh, all fantasy it, everything? Yeah. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then the more I listened to it, the more and more I laughed. I listened to about three episodes today and was just cracked. Like, literally had people looking at me funny from the office because I'd started just busting up in the middle of nothing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, they get, uh, it's, yeah. It's good. I've seen those guys live, too. They're really funny. Yeah. There's there's sometimes they go they go off on tangents and you're like, oh, okay. And sometimes it's not the great. But yeah. then sometimes they, they just lose it and, and they're laughing and you're laughing and it's all it's all fun and it's yep. it's a cool premise too so it is that, that, it is for sure yeah amongst all my other podcast listening to that i i do to to research for these shows <laughs> i want to see what other people have yep. to say uh that's yep, just absolutely what i enjoy um so that's about it uh i'm not sure what else got going on so before we get too deep into our marvel uh mcu uh netflix daredevil series let's talk about what we're drinking for these all right. Uh, anybody want to volunteer and go first? I'll go first because I'm kind of boring. Um, <laughs> this is another. None of them are boring. Ah, uh, well, I, I don't. I don't have a lot on hand, and it's hard to get stuff because, um, though, and you guys are lucky in California. Here in Pennsylvania, we have a thing called state stores, which is the only place uh, where you can get liquor. Yeah. And with the pandemic. 
forget about it. You have to like make an appointment several days in advance to go. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not kidding. It oh, is wow. insane. That's crazy. It's just crazy. Well, feel free so, to make, you don't have to make alcohol ones too. You can make yeah, uh, I know, mocktails I know, but, or whatever. Or we could ship I, I you did, some I, beer. I we could got do, some beer, yeah. that, you know, we could send it across state lines. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's legal issues there, but we'll there is, we'll, we can figure a way around it. For you. <laughs> it's minor. I don't think it's so bad shipping to Pennsylvania. I do know if you get stuff shipped from Pennsylvania to California, um, you have to get a ship to either a, you have to get a ship to a place that sells alcohol. So okay. I was going to get some Yingling shipped, and um, Yingling's a beer, Pennsylvania beer. It's um, truly I, I don't know. I, I think it's good, <laughs> but people people are probably like, yeah, it's it's swill or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but I was going to have it shipped out, but every everywhere I contact, it's like, well, you have to have it shipped to a beer you know, like a, a liquor store or something like that. You can't just get it shipped to your house. Because of the laws in Pennsylvania, it's it's so archaic, man. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, I feel because, your pain. Uh, and I, I I do at some point want to. I I have to figure out how to wedge it into the MCU. But there's a distillery in town that I'd really like to kind of promote because they they uh they really helped out during the early days of the pandemic. They kind of switched all of their um, production over to hand sanitizer. And oh yeah. And it's funny because like they're a local distillery, and then they, other the other big local business in town is Crazy Aaron's Inking Putty. Do you know that stuff? No. It's it's like silly putty. It's but it's all like weird colors and it glows in the dark and all this stuff. It's they sell it in like science stores and kids. It's big with kids. But anyway, it was a very big deal when they moved into town, and uh, so yeah, so Five Saints made the hand sanitizer and crazy errands packaged it and they gave it away to all the first responders. So, but anyway, that aside, um, <laughs> but no, this that's really cool. Yeah. So I want to go and get some of their gin or something, but I have to figure out a way to wedge it in. Um, but anyway, that is not this, this is called, um, I went very straightforward. This is a very old cocktail recipe and early cocktail recipe goes back to, the 40s, it's called a blind bet. Uh, and I figured since uh, Matt Murdock is blind, we'd, we'd get a cocktail that has blind in the name. So it's, uh, well, it's supposed to be four ounces of vodka, four ounces of Coke, and a splash of white Bacardi. But I, I want to make it to the end of this podcast. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> I made a half strength one. <laughs> two, and two or two and four. A two and four. Yeah. It's so. funny. I did mine completely opposite. Like I, I amped up mine just because. <laughs> yeah. well, why, why don't you go ahead? What, All right. What's well, amped up about it? well, okay. So I kind of went a little overboard on this one because I got, I got really into like I want to find some, some good drinks. So the very first thing I found was uh, a local brewery here, Russian River, has uh, a blind pig. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, so I had my beer tip and I'm like, okay, that's really good. This is a, you know, it's a nice IPA, real fruity kind of piney, uh, citrusy. Uh, it's a 6.25, uh, IBU. It's real smooth beer. Um, I didn't even see it in six packs only in, in kind of the, uh, 16 ounce bottles. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can do I've that. I've never seen it in anything other than those big bottles in yeah. it either. So I went and got that, for, uh, at lunch today, which got me some looks from people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, which was fine, but then I was like, oh, I can't, I can't just go with a blind pick. I, I gotta, I gotta do it up. So I made two different cocktails to go with this. 
Whoa. And uh, so the first one is is I found this website that's called the Drunken Fandom, and they do all these wet, uh, drinks off the uh, different um, characters, and not just Marvel, but like they go into Disney and DC and you know all these like video games and stuff like that. Well, this one's the the Matt Murdock, and what this is is um, it's a play on the the Russian Mule, but it's called the Irish Mule. So it's it's oh, nice. uh, whiskey instead of the um, vodka, which works for me. So I, I'm I'm much more into whiskey than vodka. So it's uh, two ounces of Jameson, which I kind of sprinkled in a little heavy, uh, and then it said a quarter of lime. I didn't have a lime, so I just used some lime juice. So I got a little bit of lime juice in there, and then three ounces of ginger beer and a sprig of mint. And the sprig of mint was from our our backyard. So that was one. Um, got that in the copper cup. Oh yeah, everything and this one's delicious. I I really like that one. And then to go with yeah, that, all those all those variants are great. The the ginger beer variants, ginger beer is usually yeah. most of the ginger beers you get have good ginger flavor, you mm -hmm. know. And it's it's just obviously different than ginger ale. I do like I do like the ginger beer in a. I'm the other way around. I actually like the ginger ale better myself. If it's good ginger ale, I mean you're right. If if yeah. it's good ginger ale, I think uh, Vernon's or Verner's, I yeah. think is one of Verner's, the better ginger yes. ales out there. Ginger, uh, beer usually go ginger. ginger beer has more of a kick, though. I don't know. Ginger yeah, ale's a little bit see, more. See, I like I like soda. the milder kick. I like I like the I like <laughs> the, <laughs> I like the harshness. No, uh, Alyssa, my wife there. likes the kick too. That's why we do martial arts because she really likes to get kicked. But <laughs> no, uh, she likes she likes the ginger beer too a little, a little bit more than. Uh, but so I went with the Matt Murdock, and well, and I got to go with his his counterpart in this, and that's uh, that's uh, the kingpin, right? Oh, so okay. this one's the king. And this is, this is a play on um, a white Russian, which we've done before, and which is one of my favorite drinks. I think, matter of fact, Bo, you might have introduced me to the blind, uh, the, the white Russians originally. So this uses uh, two scoops of vanilla. Ooh. It said uh, vanilla flavored vodka. I didn't have any vanilla flavored vodka, but I had Tito's. So I did Tito's, and I just did a tiny splash of just vanilla extract, just to give it that little bit of extra kick. Um, nice. Then it instead of using Kahlua, it has. Uh, one ounce of uh, espresso. So I'm not I'm not a big coffee drinker, and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna get espresso? So I I was able to go to the store and get one of those little instant packets and make this little espresso. <laughs> Threw that in there, um, and it says a, a splash of cherry brandy, which I didn't have, uh, uh, but I threw in a little bit of uh, uh, grenadine, just to give it a little tight sweetness, a little bit like that, and then blend it all up like you would a regular. And so yeah. it has. A similar flavor to a white Russian with the Kahlua, but the coffee flavor is a much stronger coffee flavor. And the reason they talked about this one is they're like, and, and they're like, if you really want to, you know, challenge yourself and show you're a badass because you got the, the the vodka or the liquor, the caffeine, and then the the sugar and the ice, you're supposed to slam this out of a highball glass, <laughs> you know, Whoa. so that you, so you're dealing with all that and the head, the head, uh, uh, right. frozen and headache. Brain freeze, right? Yeah. So I put mine in a little highball glass and, here we and go. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot. All right. So <laughs> as I do this, go ahead and start talking because I may be out for a minute. <laughs> going to give it a okay. shot. going to give it a slam. Here we go. Okay. Wait. Steve, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> as he shoots it. Okay. He is done. Oh, wow. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> Didn't that's have to actually, pause that long. It's really good. <laughs> and no brain freeze. That's the best part. So, yeah, those are my two. The Matt Murdock, the Kingpin, and my Blind Pig. You're three. My three, yeah. yeah. I've been drinking a little already, so. Yeah. And math was never my strong point, so. <laughs> hey, did you, did you know um, 
Russian River's doing a blind pig lager this season. Oh no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I just I I follow on Instagram because I want to. I was trying to get on their. Uh, they did a sours club, uh, just of all their their Belgian sours, uh-huh. and it was limited. It was a limited uh, kind of membership thing. You had to get in a raffle and all that. I did not oh, get geez. in, but <laughs> you had to you had to follow on Instagram and sign up. And it's you know it's one of those. It's well, I know a bit we... of a scam, but it was worth the effort, <laughs> I guess. You know. I know we're we're working to get as many of the triple IPs. That ipas that are released coming up here and uh steve's working to get the pliny um there's at least two or three others that i know that are releasing uh triples in the next couple weeks so we're going to try and get as many of those and uh do a taste taste testing with those i'm trying to get i'm going to sign up i mean it says you can get them online so i'm going to try and try and get some online you know it's uh i don't know i i always think back to when i worked down the street i might have mentioned this before but it's like I was probably drinking Pliny the Younger before it was like all the rage and everything. And I probably yeah. go in for lunch and get like, you know, the, the, the pizza bites and a Pliny the Younger and not think anything of it. And now it's like, you know, it's the big event of the year and brings, you know, it was just great, man. It brings people to Santa Rosa and, and everything, not this year, but you know, every other year it brings. brings Last year uh, was the first time I had ever had it. Cause I, I didn't believe the hype. I was like, <laughs> uh, whatever. And we stood in line for two hours and, and it was, it was good. I, I liked it. Yeah. Much better off yeah, the cap than it is the bottle. Yeah, the last two times I got it was in San. One was in San Francisco. One was in Oakland, and it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was waiting in line for quite a bit, but um, the places weren't that crowded. They had, you know, because I've been in places where it's like it's like a rock concert, man. You're getting pushed against the bar, and it's just like it's not oh, a fun, not that's a fun crazy. experience. So yeah, exactly. Who wants to deal with that? So. Well, the thing for me, and this is why I want to do the taste test with it, and and we're going to do a podcast if we get enough of them and and get it all together, is. Um, I actually had we had a couple others. Uh, Three Disciples is a local brewery, and they had a triple last year, and I liked it. So, matter of fact, I drank so many of them one night, I got myself in a lot of trouble because I was stumbling everywhere. It but I enjoyed much. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I had three or four, um, but it was one of those things. Is like it's so easy to walk into some of these other places and get these great beers that like is it really worth fighting to get that? Well, that's what I think about. It's like there's so many other beers that I like. Yeah. Very that's cool. why, I mean, and that's not even one of my top 10 beers. Like, I mean, I like it and I get the hype and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, you know, I'm yeah. not, I, I hate lines to start with. So I'm certainly not going to wait in line for <laughs> right. beer not one of my 10 favorite beers. So, yeah. Right? Well, that's kind of why I wanted to do the taste test just to see, and, and, and we'll get that going. And hopefully, I mean, I know we're getting the Pliny, Three Disciples has one, Fogbelt has one. We're, I'm trying to get my hands on some big chicken, which I, I'm hearing is a double, not actually a triple, but I think oh. it has the higher IB, uh, a, ABU. Um, ABB? Then, no. ABB, yeah, that's it. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking hops. I'm like, oh, that's right, 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 right. And then uh, I still haven't heard from Third Street and a couple others. So hopefully there's, you know, but if nothing else, we got that maybe three or four. And then I think, Steve, you're going to try and brew one, aren't you? I got the ingredients for for a triple that that I'll, yeah, I'll see if I can get going this weekend. But I don't know if it'll be ready in time. Uh, so That gives us about four weeks. I think that might work. We'll see. Especially okay. if we keg it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. All, All right. right. Well, what are you drinking, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've got, uh, you know, I, I had such, such success when we did Wonder Woman, and I drank a whole bottle of wine for that. Uh, yeah, you did. So so I'm doing another bottle of wine, but this is a little bit more inspired. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit more inspired. I was kind of excited. I was, uh, I, w- I so much enjoyed in this series the relationship between Wilson Fisk and Vanessa, and, and as well as 
kind of Wesley's influence on their relationship. You didn't find it creepy? Yeah, I did find it creepy, but I still found it fascinating. And I loved, you know, Wilson Fisk, he, he's got this this rage. And then he also has this kind of vulnerable desire to, to find love. And, and I really liked how they how that's how they chose to introduce his character. And uh, we we got to go along with that. But anyway, uh, Wesley, his his very loyal assistant, very uh, his manservant <laughs> um, <laughs> is the one that's recommending the wines uh, and uh, in in one of them, he calls out a 1975 uh, Bunello di Montalcino, and and so that's what I looked for. I and I actually found a bottle at uh, Bevmo. A, a it's wow. not a, it's not a 1975. That's a 38 year old bottle of wine, and it's yeah, it's probably over a thousand dollars. But but I did oh, find it. Though you got to do it. I, I, I know, right? Exactly. This is this is I still. Mean, a, you're breaking in the big bucks, right? You're pulling in the big bucks with this podcast. You can afford a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, was for the fans, really. Yeah, yeah, for the fans. This is still a uh, 2013, which is a good year. I, I I called my brother up last night. He's a sommelier, and asked him. I said, "Well, tell me about this, because because I did a little bit of research. It's an Italian wine. There, it's a it's a it's based off uh, the Sangiovese Grosso varietal, but in uh, in Italy they they usually call out their uh, Bunello is their name for that the Sangiovese Grosso, and then Di Montalcino that's that's where it's from a town in in uh, in the uh, Tuscany area. But uh, it's a big oh, nice. deal. It's a big deal for uh, in Italy the Sangiovese um, varietal is is kind of their workhorse. And my first time having one, and uh, he he told me to make sure I open it up about a half an hour beforehand to get get it going. So I made nice. sure. So, but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just now now drinking it. So, so you're going pinky, pinky out on the wine tonight. I, I yeah. yeah, we'll see how much I drink. And <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that whole bottle's gone. I, I know you, and, yeah. and that's okay. No, that's good stuff. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Nice. So that's once again, it's amazing how the years make a big difference. Sorry, sorry, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that once again, killing it with with the the details in the in the wine. All right, Bo, that that brings us up to you. What you got? Yeah, I was gonna say it's amazing how the years make such a big difference. I remember when I first moved to California, I was living in Santa Rosa, and I got a uh, I got a Hannah Cabernet, and it was 1998, and it's probably the best the best cab I've had in, and I've probably had better cab since then. You know, just based on price point and everything, but. Um, I just remember I got that 98 and I couldn't find it anymore because every time I went to get it, they're like, oh, no, we sold out of that because that That's was such a year. good year for cabs because it was, you know, the vines were stressed and it was like kind of a drought year and, every, you know, you know, all the stuff they say about wine. So I never knew until I moved to California that it made, you know, such a difference. And besides, you know, I was drinking Cold Duck and Mad Dog and Thunderbird and stuff like well, that. Well, that is going to say like, for like me, I that's... I, I always look for that, you know, the, what week was that two buck Chuck came out? Cause you know, exactly like, right. Second week yeah, in February sure. was a really good week, you know? <laughs> um, anyway, so, okay. So I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a drink. Let me, let me look this one up. Cause it's got enough ingredients, enough ingredients that I can't remember. This one's called the red devil. I think it's I got, saw that one or saw one like one, it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. It's got seven different ingredients. It's got eight total ounces of alcohol in it. Nice. Um, I did make the full version. It's got <laughs> vodka, peach schnapps, Southern Comfort, gin, triple sec, orange juice, and grenadine. Um, it it's it's growing on me as I get further down here. The first <laughs> alcohol does that. Kelly, 
Yeah, as Kelly <laughs> described it, she's like, it kind of tastes like cough medicine. Uh, I definitely picked up. It's the Southern Comfort, though. Anything that has Southern Comfort in it, I mean, it definitely yeah. adds that cough medicine-y kind of feel to it. And the peach schnapps is, but, you know, it's actually, I mean, with a couple of tweaks, I think if you made this, um, maybe took out the peach schnapps. Peach um, schnapps will do it, too. Yeah, that'll, that'll take make out it the peach schnapps, maybe add some lime juice and then the grenadine. So it's got the nice red color, Nice, you know, so, um, you know, it's a pretty decent, it's, it's, it needs a little, needs a little tweaking, but I think in general, it's, it's not, well, you know, it's, it's, it's better than that layered cocktail I made. That's, that's my gold <laughs> standard for the basement. That's my gold standard for the basement is that one that had rum and yeah. cream and, and Kahlua. That's the gold standard for a terrible drink, and this is better than that. Nice. Well, you know, all your best cough syrups taste like alcohol. So, I mean, you're, that's you're, right, doing, exactly. you're, you're hitting it right there if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can, can I take a little sidetrack uh, with sure. you guys real quick uh, before we – I think our next move is usually to get right into it. Mm-hmm. So, um, two things. One, Noah, um, I, I listened the two episodes ago listening to the podcast. I just want to make sure I'm a little unclear – how how much did you hate Wonder Woman? Because I mean, like, <laughs> it was I, I, I was unclear on how much you really hated it. It wasn't really didn't come through in the in the podcast. Like how much you really hated Wonder Woman. Like, <laughs> so I love the first one. The second right. one was such a disappointment because it had so much potential that. It's it's a garbage fire. It really is. And yeah. it's funny, the more I watched yet. it, the worse it got. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I watched Aquaman. We, we didn't spoil shit because yeah. you can watch the first half and, and get the rest. It just has such a horrible ending for a superhero movie. Um, I understand what they were, they were trying to do something different. But different isn't always better. And if you if you can't knock it out of the park doing something different, sometimes it's better than not to try. And that's that's right. really what happened. And hopefully they yeah. take the feedback that they got from you know this and and do something different in the third one because you know they're greenlit for a third one. So um, and the same director, same actresses. Um, I just hope they they get a better story. They need to poach the Marvel yeah, people. What they need to do? I mean, that's I mean, really, that's. I need. I need to get a. I need to get somebody who knows where they're going with a script. Right. Instead of getting like three quarters of the way through and thinking, how am I going to end this? Well, I'll just use the same old cliche we always use. <laughs> well, they need to write. They need to not hire the law. They tried to go the opposite. <laughs> they tried to go with like, hey, let's do something different. Let's not have them have a big battle. Okay, don't have a big battle, but don't have a fucking lame, you know, talk yeah. to, from people. You know, nobody knows who she is at that point. Like, give back your wish. Who the fuck are you? You give back your wish. I'm keeping mine. You know, it, it, yeah. it was bad. And <laughs> just bad. Anyway, we don't have to go down. I was just making lunch of it. I know. I'm just kidding. I I, I totally get, I mean, I'll watch I was it pretty eventually. drunk then, by the end of that, too, so oh, I'm call sure me, I was. Call me was, after you watch it. I had have, I have some things to say. <laughs> <laughs> some notes. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, I, I can't believe I heard Steve mention this. Um, he brought up the time travel. He brought up the time travel in there, and he mentioned the movie Primer. Yeah. My cousin yes. was my cousin was in Primer. Oh, really? What? Who was he? My cousin by marriage was hey, in Primer. Cousin? So which um, cousin? So it's Kelly's. It's Kelly's cousin, which makes him my cousin. Oh, okay. Cousin-in-law. No cousin. Yeah, not not my cousin. That's your cousin, Nina. 
Oh, okay. Like Kelly's, <laughs> Kelly's cousin. He lives in hey, Any cousin of yours is a cousin of mine. Right. So there you go. <laughs> We're all family. Anyway, um, he owned the machine shop that they filmed all the machine shop scenes in. All the scenes that okay. they were doing all the machine shop stuff and they were fabricating the box, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. But, but we were out there two years ago in December and he was, we were. You signed your like, copy? Oh, well, he goes, I have an IMDb but I don't think there's a copy you can buy. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I watch it on YouTube. Oh yeah. It's, for free. It's, like, it's it wasn't free, even yeah, a YouTube available on YouTube for free. Yeah. Right. That's so funny. He's, so it's his machine shop where he was in there and they came to him and said, Hey, we want to film this movie. They gave him the thing and his boss, it wasn't his machine shop. He was the manager and you know, somebody else owned it. And, and the, the guy who owned it was like, tell him they can do it if they put you in the movie. So they put him in the movie. Did he get a line? Him. No, he's uh. the guy. And, 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 and I don't know who's seen it and how well you know it, but there's a scene in there where um, they're, they're talking about something and they're, the machines are going, they're really loud. And, and they yell over across the room and, and they yell to the guy in the machine shop and he just nods his head, like kind of knowingly, uh -huh. like, like kind of like, oh, I hear you kind of a thing or whatever. Yeah. That's her cousin. So I, it's just so funny because it's See, like, now that should, that should be, that should qualify as like, you know, a line. He should, he should get like full credits and like, a, he's, you know, he's, he's got an IMDb page. Jay Butler, look up Jay Butler. Guy he has an IMDb I'm on page. IMDb right now. So here we go, Jay. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, it says raw deal. Oh, Jay Butler Primer, 2004. <laughs> See? Wow. Metal so shop you're... worker. <laughs> yeah, metal shop so, worker. So, so you're impressed by people who are on IMDb, Bo? No, I, I was proving, I was, I mean, sometimes, but I was proving. I was going to say, because, yeah, because Andrew and I are both on yeah. IMDb also. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are on IMDb, but it's, it's, it, it's. I'm it, not. It, well, I'm it, on there all the time, brings, but not. It brings some legitimacy <laughs> to it that he was actually in the movie. I guess if he was on IMDb. No, that's cool as hell. I, I, I would it's find a, a way to get movie. a copy of that and get him to sign a, or a it poster. Is a, it is a great movie. Yeah, he, it is a really good get, movie. You need to get like a movie poster made of it and have right. him sign it. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it actually won awards. Like it won some Sundance awards or something. Like if you nice. look up, if you look in the awards it's, section of Primer, it's won some. Some really good awards. Some, some not good awards, but it's one some. And it has a some real cult following. Well, but I mean, it, it, he won award. It, I mean, it wasn't a good award, but he won it. Right. But it, but it has it a was cult. A, it was a legitimate award. It wasn't like an Oscar or something like that, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, it's definitely one of those films that sticks with you. Like, I, it comes up on, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts, and every time they talk about time travel, somebody brings that up. Oh, I, yeah, gotta watch I, think it they, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. So I, I it's watch one it. of those movies. You watch, you watch it over and over again, though, because, you know, about halfway through, you're completely lost. And unless you oh, watch yeah. it over again, it, well, you, you gotta, you, and that's where you got to go online to see it, people's interpretation, follow the. Cause, it's, cause, it's, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, it, it plays perfectly fair. It all makes sense, but it takes a while to figure out. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard to explain. But it's, okay with that. It's, just, yeah. it's you should check it out. No, it's a good. It's it's. Well, I'm all about watching good movies and shows. I mean, it, it's actually something. Yeah. Since we started this podcast, I I found myself watching more and more stuff. Like I I jumping around from so many different things now, and I have such a huge watch list now. It's it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I, I I'm more than willing to add other stuff to it. So um, if, if I remember good. correctly, it's not all that long either. It's like like 
a tight like 90 minutes or something like that it is yeah it is it's not a lot you're right that's good that's like cobra kai condensing decent and just Mm -hmm. all the way good all right well let's get into this so uh (laughs) we went from cobra kai where they had a lot of karate fighting right now we're in daredevil where it's it's ninjutsu it's all about the ninjutsu the fight scenes in in this to me are are one of the best uh fight scenes uh, and just just all the fight you know not just one in particular although there's one that's spectacular but i know the one you mean <laughs> yeah it's she's our uh episode two the hallway. the hallway and this is i think what steve's gonna love just because the information i have about it but um that's one of the things i loved about this is that all the fight stuff for the most part other than one or two minor moves that they do in it that I was like you that's kind of really dumb you should have never done that but most of it is is so realistic and so right on par that it's like it 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 makes everything about this uh, especially being dark and gritty the way it is uh-huh. right so uh this is a each one of these it, they had three seasons first season is 13 episodes which you know is it follows that that perfect trope that we were talking about back when we were doing agents of shield where they kind of did 26 episodes but they had one story is 13 episodes another story is 13. so it seems like that 13 episodes is about the right amount of time to tell us a good story and that and that's what they do with this um we have uh the main star charlie cox who uh <laughs> I was I was going back trying to figure out where I knew some of these actors from when I saw this, and I was like, I, I don't, I mean, I kind of know him, but I don't really know him. And he was in Stardust. Right. Uh, he was he was the main the main guy in Stardust, the the main character. Uh, it's in Neil. It's based on a Neil Gaiman novel. That's that fantasy movie with Robert De Niro. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he he's the main. Uh, he's Tristan. Tristan Thorne, the the guy that falls in love with the fallen star and everything, and when I saw that, I was just I was like, that is incredible because that I that to me is one of those those great movies that if you haven't seen it, that's another one you need to watch. That, that's one that I've watched multiple times and, and still Stardust, yeah, yeah, okay. I love. <laughs> the, there's just so much about it that it's it's ridiculously how good it is for what it is. I that's mean, one that, of Cindy it, Cindy's favorites too. She loves watching. Oh yeah, it. It, yeah. there's so much good oh. stuff in that one. Uh, so he plays Matt Murdock, uh, Daredevil, which we don't really get the Daredevil name until the very, very end. So he's basically Matt Matt Murdock and the the masked guy, mass. I can't remember what they call yeah. him, the masked man. Uh, Devil throughout Hell's it. Kitchen, Devil in Hell's Kitchen too, or something like but that. They, yeah, really the Devil in Hell's Kitchen or something. They didn't yeah. really say that till the very end. Like they never really put a devil name to him until I think the. 12th and 13th episode yeah they call him like the yeah. mask and the man yeah the, the mask and, man yeah so uh and doesn't, I, he goes through, doesn't he go through sorry i don't doesn't no, he go it, through some transition kind of like spider-man like isn't he kind of like that spider-man kind of thing where it's like he kind of progresses if i'm remembering it right i haven't i haven't i, I full disclosure i haven't rewatched the whole thing son of a bitch uh, I've, I've seen it <laughs> twice i've seen it it's the only tv series on the list that i've seen twice Nice. So I feel okay. like I have a pretty good feel for it, but yeah, he did do. He starts off with like kind of a more not so advanced of an outfit, right? Not so advanced. Of a, yeah, of a, I don't want to call it a costume. You know, it's kind of no, like. It's, I mean, I don't know. Like, what... a, like for the first what eleven or twelve episodes, he doesn't put just, the costume on until the thirteenth like, episode. Yeah, the, the female down to his nose. Right. So right, right, and right, I, exactly. that's the worst part of this whole thing for me is like, okay. If you really want people to know that you're a blind guy out there fighting and not 
tie it to the blind guy fighting, you know, crime in the yeah. courtroom. Why would you? It, it just to me, it was it was a bad idea. At least when he has the costume on, it has the eyes, so they're like, "Oh fuck, well maybe he can see through that." It, it hides it a little better, and that was one of my biggest problems with how they started this. Other than the fact that I, I did like that they didn't just oh right off the bat he's got a super suit. I I disagree mm-hmm. with you, and I I want to call out the fact that you know when they're fighting the really good choreography, but they use really kind of comic book punch styles. You know, it's. Psh, psh, you know, it's not. It, 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 it I almost, did not see one bang, pow, or boom. No, but my point <laughs> is that they, they in this kind of this very film noir style of photography, which is very good photography. And I got to shout out uh, Phil Abrams, who directed the first two episodes. He has some history in 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 Mad Men and uh, and The Sopranos, given it kind of that 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 style. And I think he brought a lot of that to this, which was really effective. But um, they chose, they made a, a, a decision to still kind of have a little comic book flair, like the, those punches and stuff like that. Oh, I, I don't and, think and, that was a problem. I, it's well, just that he covered I, his eyes. Well, I know. And I think I think they made kind of a, a choice to a suspension of disbelief, if you might say. It, it was a uh, bad choice. I don't, I think, I, <laughs> well, but, I, I think it was a, a cinematic choice that, that yeah. was better for the viewer. And you're right. And you, Sometimes the way he's speaking, it's like, how can that person not recognize that that's right? Mike well, Murdoch? and that—that that was my biggest thing. Is is they just that's so many superheroes though. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's so, what I'm so many superheroes. And and they're choosing to accept. That. He didn't have glasses on, so okay. he didn't have the superhero <laughs> costume, you know, disguise on. Yeah. Well, I guess he did. He had dark glasses, but I mean, it, that was just one thing to me. Is like, I kind of wish he would have done something different because. You know, they were talking about a lot of people. The biggest thing was how Karen Page didn't figure out that he, Matt Murdock, wasn't the masked man because she had the closest contact with both of them a bunch of times. So it was just one of those. Uh, It didn't kill it for me, but I just was, that was one of those things. I was like, ah, I might have had a full mask. You're like, pull some pantyhose over your head, you know? Well, especially, here's the thing. You know what you would do in this day and age? You would would just do like a neck gator, right? And you pull a neck gator up. Or something, right? I'd wear a full suit of Under Armour. That, that's that would just you know throw everybody off. I'd just come out in Under Armour and I must protect this house. <laughs> I, I, I thought his I, I thought his look in the black suit early on was really effective. It almost made the suit at the end not quite work for me. It almost seemed a little too superhero. I liked kind of that that. Uh, oh, I loved it. I loved the, the reveal black. of the suit. I was I was so into and, it. Yeah. And I and I I will say I could see maybe covering his whole face, but you don't want to do that when you're filming it because you want to be able to see his mouth, so you can tell when he's okay. Talking. I can I can I can. So then he should have got he should have got the 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 well, beanie well, that pulls well. over that has the eye openings and the mouth and just had that. That would have been better. He could have done the Christian Bale voice, oh. you know. Oh, like oh, that. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would I would disagree with that, Nina. That you have to see you can't cover his mouth so you can see when he's talking or whatever. Because look at all the look at some of the other superheroes that that don't have that. Look at um, or not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool for one. Look at uh, Deadpool doesn't have it. Star Lord doesn't have it, right? Star Lord a lot of the time his face is covered. Spider Man's face is covered. Yeah. Iron Man. Uh, Black Panther's face is covered, if I'm not mistaken, right? So many of those. Okay, you're right. Iron Man, his face is covered. I mean, let's go down the line. Yeah, but <laughs> Iron Man. 
So anyways, that was my biggest thing. One of the cool things I, I, I found out about this is that Michael C. Hall was up to possibly play Daredevil, and um, that he's the guy from Dexter. Okay. He is Dexter. Michael, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of... Uh... Michael Anthony, Anthony Hall. Anthony. I'm thinking of the guy from 16 Candles and Johnny B. Good, one of the most underrated. Michael Anthony Hall, which I, I would have signed up for that. He, I mean, he's a little tall for Daredevil, but I, I think he would have done it. I, he's, yep. <laughs> but I just thought that was a kind of a cool, I mean, I could, I could kind of see him, but I mean, who would have been able to watch that going, oh, that's Dexter out there kicking ass as a blind guy. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have thought, you know. Well, and that would be a huge change for him too, because, you know, if you guys watch Six Feet Under, I don't know if you have or haven't. But I, I haven't. So six, you, Nina, you have, Steve, have you watched it? No. Oh, yeah. I have not. So Six Feet Under is five HBO oh. series. It's um, a I, really I fantastic series. And it's about a family that owns yeah. a funeral home. And that's Dexter stars in that. Plays a foot, does a phenomenal job in that. I mean, I don't know what you think, Dina, but I think he does a phenomenal job in that. Oh, yeah, I thought he was terrific. It's a great and show. He plays a, a similar, I think, in the same kind of category of character in Dexter, which I've only seen three seasons of because it just got to be too bad after that. And yeah, you probably are okay he, with that. You bailed, you bailed out at the right yeah. time. Yeah, uh, good job. But if, he were to, if he were to switch over and become Daredevil, I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I can't, I can't see him. Yeah, I can't see him being like actiony. He was the main guy that I saw that was kind of big name that was up for the role. I think Charlie Cox kills it. I mean, one of the things that I've heard a lot of people talk about was how well he played a blind guy, how well he made that believable with his his acting and the way he, you know, just the staring off into nowhere and the little things like that. He he nailed it. Uh, someone actually, yeah. uh, I think, asked him, uh, does he have someone blind in his life that he was able to to pick up from? And he said, no, he he just kind of, he, he learned from watching some people and stuff like that, but he, yeah. he killed it. I absolutely yeah. agree. He does a great job, I think, of, and I don't, I don't think I know any blind people. And if anybody that I know is blind and listening to this podcast, I apologize in advance, but um, I don't think I know any blind people, but um, like I think about whenever you see a movie where like that's the true testament of how good an actor is. One, one of the true testaments, of course. I mean, it's a hard thing actor. to do. It's it's it. Like, you, yeah. you... Have you seen like Son of a Woman? Like Al Pacino in Son of a Woman. Like when he's driving that Ferrari down those back roads and he's like like driving that thing. I'm like biting my fingernails and I have to like take a step back. And be like, <laughs> this guy can see as well as I can see, probably better. Like, what am I so nervous about? Like, I'm just like so nervous and he's going to wreck the car or something. It's funny. He has such so, so many good roles, but he's someone that I just don't like that it's hard for me to watch some of you. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't care for him. I, he's I, always bugged me. Set him a, set him a woman you know, one of my favorite you know, like, performances. That's what it comes down to. I mean, that's all I can figure. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. There's just something about him that bugs me. And, it, and it's uh, it, he always has. And, and I don't know. It's just, and it's like, I'm like, he does some great stuff. And I've seen him in these roles. And I'm like, oh, it's really good. But God, he bugs me. No. I'll put together I'll put together a top five underrated <laughs> out you know, movies for you, and we'll see how that. I, that I will be the next. You you put that list that together. Right? I, I'm, put, I'm putting together a list of people that bugged Noah, and I've already got quite a few <laughs> names on it. 
I, I, yeah. Did you have Jim to, Carrey, uh, did you have to yeah, right. do that? Did you have to like, like go get, get upgrade your cloud account to keep all the people that are in there? <laughs> I, I, I call them like I see them. I'm like, if I don't like you, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to fucking beat around. I don't care how popular you are. Like, whatever. Hey. You're a jerk. I'm with you. I'm, if, uh, yeah. Trust me, there's tons of people that bug me too. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we had other uh, people. Um, Foggy Nelson was played by uh, Eldon Hansen, and so I wanted to go. I'm like, okay, where do I know this guy from? And I was like, I, I don't. He doesn't reckon. I, he had something about him, but I was like, I couldn't figure it out. So I went back and looked. He was in the Mighty Ducks. Yep. He was one of the big bull bruiser guys in Mighty Ducks. And I was like, son of a bitch, that's what it was. And you know, Mighty Ducks is one of those movies like, you know, it's it's a Disney. And it's it's one of those like, if you weren't into hockey, you may have never watched it, you know, or if you weren't right. like one of those, like, I got to watch everything. Disney. Cutting edge. If, you, if you weren't into hockey, you would have <laughs> right. never watched Cutting Edge right. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> So, but I was like, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. And I'm like, ah, oh, I remember him from that. He was so good. And so I, and, and anybody who can play hockey, because most of those kids that were on that, that's how they got the job is they were looking for, they went looking for actors that are like, hey, can, you know, we, we want actors who can you actually play skate. hockey. Yeah. No, it wasn't even just, can you ice skate? It's like, they wanted people that actually knew how to play hockey. So I thought that was oh, yeah. pretty cool. Nice. Uh, we also had uh, Karen Page played by uh, Deborah Allen uh, Wool. I hope that's right. Uh, I remember I know her from uh, True Blood. And yeah. um, I, I saw she was on that. I haven't, I haven't seen that. It's on my list. Oh, True Blood. Oh, guys, my God. That's a, I know you guys are like, you haven't seen that? You haven't seen that? No, trust me. These are dude, all there's, so much, there's so much out there that's like, you can't even say that anymore. I mean, you can because everybody does. Well, there is so much, though. There is so much, and not everybody is into the same. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what got me into True Blood, but I remember I bought season. This, this is dates how long ago I watched this. I bought the season one discs when Blockbuster was open. I know what got you into it. That's when we wow. were riding. That's when we were riding motorcycles, and you wanted to be uh, part of a. That's Blockbuster on Tony Point. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was just one of those. Uh, that's where I knew her from, and and I was like, okay, that's cool. I I thought she did a great job. Um, most of the people that I've listened to podcasts, uh, she's the one main character that people had problem with, and it wasn't the actress playing her; it was the character itself. Like, the, oh know, really? Oh my god, she's such a dumb girl, and this and that. And I was like, well, I don't know. I and this was I this was she, my take on it too. Into a great. I mean, I think she develops into really kind of like. She's kind of like the glue a little bit, well, like in some ways. And, and she's, I mean, she's pretty, I mean, she's, she doesn't have a law degree, but she really is very methodical and like really is a great assistant for the guys because yeah. she's willing to like go through like well, th- a lot tons of the problems- and tons of stuff. Yeah, a lot of problems people had was is like that she was trying to she kind of was playing that love triangle thing with Foggy and Matt, and they're like, oh, what a bitch! And I was like, you know what? Uh, it, you know, they they both saved her in a way, so I could see the the admiration she gives her, and then you know she had some fucking traumatic shit happen to her. So there, you know, it was like one of those things. I thought she did an incredible job playing the character because she's on an emotional roller coaster you know, through the whole thing oh, yeah. and, and, and probably more yeah. so than most of the characters. 
Um, you could say Matt had some kind of stuff. I'm saying, but, so maybe Matt. Matt. Matt's been on a bit of an emotional. I, I think his the- is less of an emotional roller coaster and more of a physical kind of how to deal with your anger roller coaster. Uh, but with his dad too, like you know, I think I think that was probably emotional for him, right? Well, but I mean, they also, but that was also like 15, 16 years ago at, at this point. So, I mean, yeah, yeah on the flashbacks yeah. and, and we get that, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, I think she kind of had that emotional roller coaster and, and I thought she did a great job. Now, the one character I think that killed this, and this is a character I, I, I didn't know what I saw. I knew what him from anything before because he looks so different. And that was uh, Vincent the. um, Oh gosh, you didn't know him. Yeah, as Wilson Fisk, aka the Kingpin. Full Metal Jacket, jeez, and and Men in Black. Exactly, and and Men in Black. (laughs) He's that bug guy. He's the bug guy in Men in Black, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Oh god. It's a cliche, but he's like really good in everything. He had a Law and Order criminal intent too that he kind of headlined as yeah. well for. A oh yeah, yeah, oh, right. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I, but the the Full Metal Jacket, he was he was Private Pile. Oh, I know. I was like son of a bitch, that's that's. But he killed this, and this was probably um, as far as casting. Um, you know, MCU, they kind of try and look at the the comic book characters and try and match the look. He nails this so freaking perfect. So uh, yes. So I mean, good. like, just, and I, I'm not a huge, I, I don't know a lot about the Kingpin from the comics, and I actually went back and read uh, some Daredevil comics. I went and read the original release, which was like 1964. Fuck, yeah. those were horrible. Oh, my God, they were so bad. <laughs> uh, but he had, like, a yellow suit for the first, like, nine issues and everything. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Kingpin came in, like, in issue 164 or something. I went back and read that, and then um, there was a, a new was in the mid 80s uh frank miller came on and, and did some stuff and oh, really? that's that's what this was based off is more the frank miller daredevil uh go he fails to look like just and, th- and maybe it's with the filming and the angles of the filming and stuff to make him look like no he beefed up for this he, stuff like that he, he didn't wear up picture, but i think the camera angles probably yeah he didn't nail like the kingpin in the comics mostly is a is a bigger guy like more like probably at about a it's like about a hundred pounds right yeah it's a yeah, he, King Kong Bundy or somebody like that yeah. right Nobody exactly yeah. It's, yeah it's like he's so exaggerated in the comics he just looks like like a human fire he's supposed to be like, just, like six like eight, his head just like goes like, right down to four, his shoulders. And, well, like Juggernaut, like you would have had to do a bunch of special yeah, exactly. effects. You yeah. probably didn't have the budget for the special effects. So. But I mean, he didn't wear a fat suit. He put on the weight. He did the work and the, you know, he built up his body and stuff like that. So I was like, man, that guy killed it. And and I mean, being someone who's bald, I was like, I, I got to give props when someone can, can pull off a bald head and, and not look goofy, um, which, you know, luckily I, I'm able to do because I, I don't have a choice, um, <laughs> essentially. Uh, but yeah, I was like, man, like he was one of those guys. I didn't recognize him from anything else, but all I could see was Kingpin in him. Like there was no, like, um, I did go back and look at his, he, he did a, the recently did a series called, uh, Enrolled City. I believe it was on like CBS, um, or NBC, oh, one of the I two, but it's a, was it's it about an, Seattle? no, no, it's, <laughs> which would have been cool too. No, it's, it's an, uh, an Oz kind of takeoff, but it's a, it's a oh, more modern style and it, it's, it's much more, um, you know, much more modern essentially. And, you know, where they have the witches and, and it's, but it's a different style and he's, he plays the, 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 
what is odd? What uh, what did they call him? It was prime minister or whatever. The guy behind the wizard? the, the wizard was it a wizard? Yeah, the wizard, the wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> well, but I didn't think there was an actual wizard. I thought he was. I thought it was more of a. Um... Well, he's not actually a wizard, but they yeah. Call him the wizard. But anyways, he plays that, and I, uh, so it was one of those I kind of checked out the the previews for it i'm like oh that looks kind of good but anyways i thought he killed it um as far as uh the characters and the only other main character that well i shouldn't say main character but another repeat character that was a pretty big uh name was uh uh claire templeton or temple who played uh by rosario dawson Dawson, yeah yeah Yeah. so one of the cool things i found out about her is she was the voice of a lot of animated wonder woman uh, oh no, really? Yeah, yeah she so was like four or five. Uh, yeah, all the the DC shows that came out about I want to say like fifteen years ago. Uh, uh, they had um, Justice League. Yeah, he's all on the Cartoon Network. And yeah, and she DC was like they had. It. They they they're, they they're were, animated they, are great. Yeah, they had a they had a bunch. It started out with. Um, Maybe it was even further back than that. Now that I think about it, they started out with the dark, uh, with the Batman the Animated Series, and they just kind of branched out from there. And they had a whole bunch of them, but they had the same voice people doing voices across all of them. Yeah. So anytime Wonder Woman showed up in Batman, or she showed up in Justice League, or whatever, it was Rosario Dawson did the voice. And that's where I know her from. She's Jane the Virgin. Oh really? I don't yeah. think I've seen that one either. No, she, no, she wasn't. She wasn't Jane the Virgin. She was the other Jane. Did you watch that show? No, Kelly did. No, she was. <laughs> and, the, and I, by osmosis, was... we watch. We'll like we'll watch in bed, and I'll wake up, and she's watching in the middle of the night. Wasn't and she? Yeah, no, she. What are you watching? She's like Jane the Virgin. I'll like roll over and go back. Well, she, she wasn't. She wasn't the title Jane, but there was another character. Who oh, there was another. Jane. Oh, I got you. Okay. She was. She was awesome. Mandalorian season two, wasn't? Wasn't she? Yeah, one, she was uh, a, one of the Jedi. But who doesn't yeah. have an IMDb page, right? I don't think she's a Jedi. She's one of the the Mando, the Mandalorians. I thought. No, no, no. she's 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 a Tano who was from the Clone Wars. Oh, cartoon. okay, yeah, we, and and a Jedi, there, yeah. And they announced after she did that okay. that there's going to be an Ahsoka series on Disney Plus, and she's going to play Ahsoka in that. Cool. Uh, yeah. One of the uh, God, I forgot. I was just going to say it. I forgot what it was. Um, Damn it! Yeah, it oh, matter. she's actually one of those characters. She's one of the few characters that actually transform uh, into the other MCU on Netflix too. She shows up yeah. in all of them. Defenders. Well, she's huge um, in Luke. She, I mean, she. Yeah, Luke. Luke Cage. Cage, of course. I mean, I think she was in an episode of Jessica Jones. Yep, and Iron Fist. Right. So she's the only one yeah. that I think has made it into all of the Netflix. Except oh, really? for maybe, I don't know if she makes it into Punisher. Uh, really? That's the only but, one I'm not positive. So you're talking about... It, it, it doesn't show up on your IMDb page. Oh, when yeah. I your IMDb page, it, it, the Punisher did not show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, so yeah, maybe what, maybe you're right. But about, I think... I think go ahead, Steve, sorry. <laughs> I, I, well, I just want to bring up, you talked about uh, actors that were in a bunch of series. There is one crossover actress that was in... Um, MCU and DC, if anyone did, do you have that written down? No. I didn't. So Vanessa 
who plays oh uh, you're uh, right <laughs> she was also uh in man of steel she was uh, superman's mother so she plays dc and mcu she's one of the rare actors oh, really? that, that that was has been in both mcu yeah. and and dc so yeah so yeah i mean really they they got some really good actors in this some some great things uh one of the other uh things i wanted to pull up is they had some tie-ins to um some of the the other mcu one of the ones that they had and it's kind of interesting and, and i know we talked about this guy in uh our uh agents of shield so there was a um the fight with uh Darda or matt murdoch's father uh he fought against it was murdoch versus creel so Creel uh, is uh, um, the name of um, the Absorbing Man, who is the one of the main villains in uh, the Agents of Shield. He's the guy that can absorb the oh really the materials, oh. yeah. So that his that was kind of a tie, like oh maybe that's you know I don't and I don't know the whole backstory of Creel whether whether he's a boxer or not, but they're kind of given that little bit. And then there's a lot of little throwouts out there. There was actually a. Um, there's a Stan Lee uh, cameo. He's on a, a picture. He's on a. Uh, I think it's in the the newspaper office. He's he's in. Oh really? The, yeah. And then they oh, also cool. had a couple pictures. It talks about the uh, the New York incident, the the attack right. on New York. Battle of New York. Yep. Yeah, yeah, battle in New York. And so they talk. You know, they have all these little drops in there. And then there's there's one subtle like line. That where I think it's when the Russians or uh, what one of the guys is is giving the Russians crap about getting beat up or whatever. He's like, I would understand if it was a guy in an iron suit or you know had a big magic hammer. And so you know <laughs> they're they're giving those little ties and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. They're 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 playing it up a little bit. Um, I liked that they didn't play it up as much though. It gave it more of its own new world. It at and the time, and this, I don't think. What's that? I don't think they could at the time because they were separate, you know, Netflix versus Disney. I don't think they could. Maybe they well, tied it in as much as they could. Yeah. I think, but it gave it more of I a grounded they, I think they do an adequate job. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry, I just thought it was more grounded than some of the movies. The movies sometimes have the the Stanley cameos that are a little bit more in your face. That's it, the it best comes, part of the MCU. You shut your it, mouth. No, I'm <laughs> saying no, it, but it gives it more of a uh, almost a comical feel to it, and I love it. But I think this represented something that was a little bit more authentic that you could get behind, and 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 it had more of a, a realistic tone to it that I appreciated. Yeah. Oh, they went they went dark and gritty, and so they they didn't go with the comedy. But I just like that they did tie it in that says, "Hey, this is same," you know. Well, and that's the thing with Daredevil; he is not he's not tackling all of New York like you got with Spider Man, and he's not tackling all the world like the Avengers. He's taking care of his 12 blocks of, you know, the Hell's Kitchen. Right. You know, if, if it yeah. crosses that border, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta call up Spidey on this one. That, that's not for me. Sure. You know. Well, the thing I think about it is, too, is that, um, like, especially with, like, you make some really good points. I hadn't really thought about it until you guys started talking about it just now. But thinking about, like, the pandemic, you know, thinking about the pandemic we're going through right now, it's like, when you look at some of the Marvel movies and you look at some of the, you know, maybe some other series, I mean, let's say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, you know, it, it, it's it's quickly becoming the worst series in, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but if you look at even that, it's like everything in some of those things is so much in your face. Like whether it's, you know, like the Avengers movies, everything is like up front. This is just people going through their sort of normal lives and they talk about other things that are going on, but it's like, 
you know, we're all going through everything that we're going through in our lives, be it, be it, um, you know, the election, be it, be it the pandemic, be it, um, you know, economy, be it, you know, who knows what, you know, anything that could happen, you know, something in the Middle East, who knows, who, whatever, whatever your thing is. But it's not like you talk about it all the time, every single time you're around everybody you're around. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. they do a really good job of this, of making it seem more real to life because there's like, you know, the neighbor, I think, you know, the neighbor was going to get evicted or whatever. I forget who they were going to get evicted by. That was in the first season. And, you know, uh, uh, was it was it Karen that went over or was it Karen and Matt? I forget it's exactly Karen and Foggy that go in Karen and it's, uh, yeah, it's Mrs. They go over to help that neighbor out and kind of help her all out. And they don't go over there and immediately get into, like, superhero talk and everything that's, right. like, all this big picture stuff. It's, like, all kind of, like, just real interpersonal kind of stuff. And I think the writing in this does a really good job of doing that. That isn't something you normally see in all these normal sort of superhero movies where it's like, like obviously, you know, you have less time and everything. So it's, you know, it's like superhero, 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 but even agents of shield, it's like a hundred percent superhero all the time. <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. need to be like, that. like it could I, be like just life a little bit and I not mean, superhero life. That, that's what Stan Lee, when he was working for Marvel, he said he always hated when, like, Superman would, like, pick up a whole building and carry it somewhere. And he's like, you can't pick up a whole building. It's, you know, it's attached. And he wanted to set the Marvel more in the real world. And I, I think you're right. Like, when they go over to, to the lady's apartment, and it's like, okay, you're not being threatened by bad guys because, you know, we have superheroes to chase them off, but... Maybe we could find somebody to do your drywall, you know? And well, don't get me started why you couldn't pick up a building. We'll just <laughs> I, well, exactly. You can't. can't. Especially wearing his underwear on the outside. That's just ridiculous. Right, exactly. <laughs> Him uh, and Batman, right? <laughs> right. So uh one of the things they, they, they did with this series is they made it dark and, and gritty yeah. and that was the that was the Frank Miller influence of, of Daredevil and, and they brought it in and, and they took a lot from that. And I think they carried that through and, and they did. They kept it on a uh, an internal level, right? Small level. And it all had ties to each other and you know, it goes back and forth from Matt being a lawyer and stuff, which one of the things that bugged me about that most is Matt was getting his ass kicked sometimes. I mean, he was coming up with some bruises and broken ribs and shit like that. And he was walking that shit off pretty damn good. I mean, yeah, he comes in, he's like black guy. And they're like, right. Oh, what happened? I ran into a, you know, whatever. I'm like, dude, you got cut up. You wouldn't have been right. just, there was a little oh. too much disbelief in some of that. That's Hollywood. hundred percent though. That's hundred percent Hollywood. People heal too fast in Hollywood. Like, I mean, he, I mean, you see well, I have this like cut on my head, right? Like I have this cut on my head that's been there for like two weeks. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, you know, if I got, if I got my shit kicked out of me, like Matt Murdock did, like who knows how long it would be. There. Well, they did address it a little bit because he does have, you know, not superpowers, but he has enhanced things. And, you know, when stick came in, which is another good character, which is who's from the comics, well, right. Who who talked about hey if you if you learn to meditate you can heal faster and things like that so they kind of touched on it a little bit but some of it was a Never little like true. he got his shit cut up when he fought yeah. Naboo right the first instance of the ninja which we're gonna get a ton of later and which really gets into the deep part of of Daredevil's story right the whole hand and yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna spill this beans right now we're gonna do uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1990 movie 
and then the newer the newer movie next week, which has a tie back to uh, Daredevil. Which I was, I, I was I just, gonna say, I, I wonder oh, if you. Oh, I, I, know, I know, I know about it. You know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover it in that one because you know the, it is what it is. All but I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, he got his he got cut up big. I mean, there's that big slash across the back where the blood spurts out, and he gets he gets stuck. It like I'm sorry, you're not walking that stuff off like he does, and it just that was the one thing that I had a harder time. Like, get his ass I, kicked, but not so ass kicked that it's like you should be in a hospital for a while. I mean. It, here's the thing they, they don't actually go they don't actually go into this in the show but in the comic they kind of do when stick comes along that he is like he can hear so well and he he's like hearing things that he can't deal with and all this stuff um but in the comic the chemical chemicals that were in the truck that hit him when he became blind mm-hmm. were like mutating chemicals So so it's not like a natural ability that he developed to have this sonar. It's it's sort of a... So it's like the Wolverine healing capabilities, but it slows. It's not quite Wolverine. It's like Wolverine light. Yeah. 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 But they don't actually say that explicitly, and they certainly don't explain what exactly this did to him. But it's kind of gave him these abilities and I just, I just assume. And yeah. they help him I wish they would, I wish they would have said a little bit more about it because that, that was one of the harder parts for me to believe is that he healed that fast. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Yeah, he later, he later gets a suit, which helps because it stops with some of the cuts and things like that. And he gets his batons and, and stuff like that. But, but that's later season. To, so this be, season is like... and, and to be fair, he might not be aware himself. True. You know? yeah, that's it might true. be if he's if he's always been, if he's always been like this, he might figure, oh, you know, everybody can walk this stuff off. <laughs> or, or, he's yeah. smart yeah. enough I mean, to know that not everybody can walk that. Oh, off. Yeah, but, but he says he says at one point, I'm I'm really I can really take a beating, or I'm really yeah. good at taking a beating. Well, so he said he knows, that about the Murdochs because his dad was that way too. Yeah. So. so so I'm so I'm wondering if he's like telling himself, like. I just, you know, I'm just a little, I'm a little stronger than the average person, but it's still normal. It's just good genes or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't realize just how extraordinary he is. So talking about stick stick, I just looked, he's only in five episodes in the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. He has a bigger impact than those five episodes. I th- you know, I think he does at- too because he becomes he he's the guy who trained him and and yeah exactly he, you know and this is it's funny one of one of the main character things that people brought up and this is I was listening to that listen up a holes and they had this big issue and they they bring this up every time and it's like why does everybody have to have a daddy issue and they they brought it up to this one it's like yeah his dad got killed okay yeah that's whatever and then stick comes in and you know he's he's supposed to be another. Uh, father figure and and he teaches but he's kind of a dick about it and you know i i didn't get too deep in i tried to read some more comics i I read uh the first part of the frank miller series and stuff which i thought was really interesting because and and i would love to see this happen in mcu uh daredevil actually had a big love affair with uh black widow in the comics like really they're they're like tight what about electra does electra i mean her too but i think uh, I mean, the stuff I was reading, he's he's like deep in it with with uh, 
uh, Black Widow, and this was like a really? a mid. Oh. I can't remember where, when it was released. It was two thousands or something like that. Really good comics. I was like, this is this is some cool shit. But yeah, Black yeah. Widows did it, and they fight and all kinds of stuff. But then they they kiss and make up, and you know it it made a lot of sense in the comics and I was like, Oh man, that'd be cool to get them in the MCU. I could see them going, but yeah, Electra is also a big part of it. And they talk, they, they, they hint to her in this series, uh, season one. And we're going to see right. her in season two spoilers. Sure. Um, you know, when he, they, they mentioned her as the, the Greek girl that he took Spanish, uh, the Spanish class to, to, to learn with or whatever. That's her. Yeah. That's Electra. Right. Um, but going back to Stick, you know, Stick is supposed to be that—he's that father figure after his dad dies that comes in and teaches him. But he's that—he's that hardcore dad that, like, you know, that—that's gonna put you into mili- military school if you fuck up. You know, he don't take no shit. You know, he's like, right. you know, don't take no lip. He's way to highway, right? Right. And and you know, they're 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 trying to say, you know, like, oh, he was such an asshole. It was like, well. In a way, he's training him to do something better than than what he is, and this is the only way he knows how. And and so I thought, you know, that we got that scene where he gave him that, that, uh, bracelet, you know, and then they had that big fight, which was another fucking phenomenal fight in the, in his right. house. Right. And then he gives it back to him. I thought that was such a fucking cool point. It's like, look, I might be a dick, you know, as a dad. And, and I can, I can understand that fully. Cause I'm sure my kids have called me a dick several times, you know, under their breath. Cause they wouldn't do it in front of me. Right. Yeah, you know, but he's he showed that hey, look, I care. You know, I might be this asshole that's gonna kick your ass, but I'm doing it for the right reasons, and you just don't understand it yet. You know, so I thought it was anyway. Yeah, no, I I I like him a lot. He's a again, it's the father figure thing and all that. But I'm gonna say what I say pretty much in every episode, and you know, we kind of talked about it with Vincent D'Onofrio, but Scott Glenn, like you look at his, like. (laughs) Been, like he's been in so many great movies too and some of my favorite movies like he was in training day mm-hmm. he was in silence, of the, lambs. silence of the lambs right yeah. so many so many great movies and it's like sure i'll, I'll dip my toe in the mcu right of course. Yeah. everybody you know, wants to be in the mcu for something i exactly he's like say- one of those you seem like one of those actors that like just does everything you know like oh we want you to come I'll in and, and probably the selling, yeah. probably the selling point, if we want you to do two episodes you'd be like okay i'm not working right, that yeah. week. <laughs> i got i got some time open on wednesday what you got for me i right. found that in season one that episode stick seemed the most uh, out of place to me and it was because it kind of it became more comic book it seemed like they were going with more of a grounded realistic tone and and that episode, they did some jumping around, and that, I agree that with you. That episode felt a little different. I'm not saying that I didn't care for Stick. I, I liked Stick, but it just seemed tonally it was different, and it threw me off a little bit. And I was so this is where I have an issue with with these miniseries like this, where they bring in different directors for different episodes, because you get these different jump in and jump out of these things. Do you I would think love to. Was the director? Do you think that was the writer? I think that was more writing. They chose. Well, to... I think it's 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 a combination. Both, okay. right? Yeah, it's a combination. But I would I would love to see someone. I would love to see the writers get together, write all thirteen episodes, give it to one director, and say, okay, produce this miniseries, and so you get the same look. Now, you could have the well, thing where okay, you get the shittiest director, and you get the crap you know, all the way through, or, you know, you hit it, you hit the person that's perfect and you nail it out of the park. 
but I mean, I, I, I would like to see that a, a little bit. I, I think well, that's, I would, I would tend to disagree because I look at, you look at some of the better series that are out there, like, and I don't know what your, you know, I kind of know what your style is, but things like <laughs> St. Elsewhere, right? St. Elsewhere was, you can't deny that it was a successful series. People loved it. You know, the writing was good and all that. It had multiple writers, multiple directors, Quentin Tarantino directed an episode. You look at some of these other series, um, you know, look at Law & Order. I can't imagine Law & Order was directed, you know, all 10,000 episodes of Law & Order were directed by the same person. Okay, but, but that's the, different. You got 10, you got 10,000 episodes and every one of them is different. They're not, they're not a continuous story. They're, they're, they're a story of the week. They're a monster of the week story. Every week is a different take. Okay. Right. Okay. This is this is a start to finish kind of kind of go. I mean, okay. Look at Mandalorian. You could take Mandalorian and say, okay, that was a a ten episode series, but each one of those episodes was a start to finish kind of story that it it opened, got it, got what was going on, and closed it by the end of the series. So the next episode was the next episode where Daredevil built each episode and that's why i say i would rather see the same all the way through on those what was the yeah. first mco series also that released all its episodes kind of in one go followed the the, the netflix okay. house of cards series oh my god i love that so, so much so you, better so than this shit have, that well you don't you don't have a pilot you know typically a pilot sets the stage and you know it has to be looked at and and the producers agree okay we're gonna or the 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 production company says, okay, that's got the go ahead. That's got the green light. Um, this didn't have that. Instead, they yeah. chose right what? Ahead, you know, do and that's why was how the first series that did that. Sorry, Noah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. What was that? I, I don't know for sure. What did you if say? This was the first sure. series that was that did that. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they well, had some no, others that dropped House, fully. House of Cards, I think, was before I, I, I can't remember, but there was definitely like Netflix was the first company that did that where they yes, dropped yeah. everything in one and i think house of cards i remember you know was kind of a big deal and all that but uh, and almost everything that drops on netflix is that way i don't think they do it i don't think they well, do it they weekly. started to dial they started to pull that back a little bit because they started to pull it back um with some of their reality shows um sorry well that's different shows. i like that. to be clear reality-based shows okay <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah. the last season, the last season of the Great British Baking Show was done. They could have dropped it all at once and they dropped it week by week. You know, so it's like Actually, I, I heard someone talking about that specifically that show um, and they were talking about that and they did that on purpose because of the, the, the pandemic. They didn't want people right. to yeah, bend it. The they wanted thing. to they wanted to give them something to look forward to kind of like. Here's the carrot at the end of the week. If you can make it through this without, you know, fucking killing yourself because everything else is going crazy, you get another right. baking show. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. So they're still it's going, right? It's definitely a calming show. I will. I, I, I haven't watched it. I, I I kind of gave up on reality or reality-based TV. Um, just I I lost my face. That's okay. You can right? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Hey, you just dropped it in the bucket. I get it. Cooking reality I, shows are different than 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 no, they're not the cadet Kardashians. I mean, <laughs> that's not even reality. That's just trash TV. Okay, that's trash TV. <laughs> uh, so hey, I I have two quick things I want to I want to touch on real quick. Um, one, I will say that if you were, I mean. Looking at the whole, looking at the whole true timeline. I know we're kind of truncating a little bit, and we're doing it for 
the fact that we want to um, all finish this whole thing before we all are dead. So we're, we're kind of going series by series and things like that, which I totally understand. Uh, makes perfect sense. But when you switch from like the true timelines of all these things, going from Daredevil, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., back to Daredevil <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, it's like, it's just so, it's... It's like, hard to watch some of them. I'll give you it. It's hard to watch. It's so painful. It's so poorly. <laughs> it's a shield. It's like all those things that happen with all that. It's just like it drives me, just drives me absolutely crazy. It's, it's, you know, the fact that ABC had to get into the mix, like the only, well, backing up, um, uh, Agent Carter, Agent Carter was ABC and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were ABC, right? The two yeah. agent shows. Are those the only two that were ABC shows? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Look at you, Nina, because I'm pretty I, sure I, Steve's. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm clueless, um, yes. Yeah. And, and Noah's gone to the correct. bathroom, yeah. So. Yeah. so. So I think that's true, too. So, so those being the two only two ABC shows, I think Agent Carter was early enough on that it wasn't so, like, dis, dis, disjointed. But to get in there and to get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. worked into, like, from the sort of, even the filming, like I hate shows that are filmed, that are filmed at, at nighttime, and this, this, but this is the exception. I was gonna say, wait, the whole Daredevil was pretty much dark. Well, I was gonna say it's like that, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. This is the exception to that. There okay. are so many series that are filmed late at night. I mean, let's uh, Game of Thrones, perfect example. Game of Thrones oh, is filmed everything. Many <laughs> of those scenes are night scenes. It was one of my favorite all-time shows to watch. I look forward to seeing it every week. But, you know, I had to sit, you know, all the lights had to be off. Like, you know. Oh, so you like, could see anything, yeah. Yeah, so you could see everything that was going on, you know, and, and you look at this, and this everything in this show is at night, you know, but it's But I think not, they light it correctly so you kind of see what's going on. They do a great job of lighting. I think it's fantastic. And, and, all that, and they do... So. They do some really imaginative stuff, like <clears throat> like Matt Murdock's apartment when uh, when he brings Karen for the first time, and she's you know, and the, he, there's like Karen, the the street lights and brings the... Karen. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear what you I said, said. What do you mean when he brings Karen over? Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he has, he has like the whole. The whole wall is is windows and it's like billboards and stuff yeah just like this yellow glare that if he weren't blind would be super annoying yes and and he says i got it cheap but the thing is it's very cinematic because it's never completely dark in his apartment there's called, always like yeah. this earlier i called out uh phil abrams who directed episode one and two and he was actually a camera operator and cinematographer on Sopranos and then uh, Mad Men. Oh, really? So he has that visual eye, and I think I think I think that made a difference to the to the setting the tone for this this series. So, it became someone very cinematic, it, yeah. Yeah, someone brought it up in one of the podcasts I listened to that um, when they were watching this, they could actually see almost the frame by frame uh, that you would see in a comic book. 
you know, where it had some of that same kind of visual, like the, the Matt's apartments was a great example where, you know, they would draw it out and they would have the big bright lights behind it and stuff like that. And that's, I, and I that, agree. And that's the film noir style that, that, yeah. you know, translates to comic book, you know, but, but yeah. it does some great, you know, you talked about that, that, that fight scene in episode two in the hallway and and so the let's way, talk about that yeah, that is the, fucking phenomenal you know, that, and that's <laughs> not comic that's a moving camera the way it kind of moves yeah. forward and backwards and, and it's gorgeous have you guys so i want to throw this out there before we get too deep into it have you guys seen the original old boy yeah i have no i have not but i heard other people talking about old boy was it a, see old boy okay as martial arts guys, you have to check out Old Boy. And and, and uh, film guys, I feel a little. And he's more guy. of a film guy. I'm more of the martial art yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I feel. You gotta, I, I, I it's on my list. Do not, do not make the mistake of of doing the Spike Lee. Version. No, no, no. I've, heard, I've heard that's pretty sad. It's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I can appreciate everything that goes into making a movie, because I love movies. There's, you know, it's the remake is not anything close to the original. So don't get me wrong. Korean, Korean version of Old Boy did not exist. You could, you just said the remake. That's right. It's fine. It's a, it's a decent action yeah, film. But the, but the fact that it's a remake of a nearly perfect film, it just it can't compete. There are so many <laughs> kind of like the Magnificent Seven. Like they should have just would, left it alone. Right. Same thing. Same exact thing. Seven Samurai. Why'd they make oh, it? Oh, right? Samurai were dead. But, I mean, we can, we can, maybe that's what we could do. Maybe that's my <laughs> next. After, after I'm in retirement and I can watch a whole lot of movies, it's like, we can watch, like, our <laughs> series of the original and the remake of every movie that's, like, has the almost perfect original and the shittiest remake you could ever possibly imagine. Let's do it, Bo. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put that on the calendar. When we both retire. <laughs> when I retire. Sooner rather than later, let's go. Podcast, we can all. <laughs> We're at that point. We'll probably just directly send the audio right into their brain. They won't even have to, you know, download it or it's anything. Right? You just right. right <laughs> so, anyways, I want to get yeah, back I to that steam. You know, just- yeah, that, that, that fight scene in the hallway, and most people call it the hallway fight scene. It's the season two, one of the best uh, cinematic fight scenes out there. Uh, this was a one-take fight, which That's all had, is crazy to think about when you when you think about how how long that fight scene goes. It was one take, and the stuff they did. One of my favorite parts is is it's about mm, God, probably a quarter of the way in. The door breaks down, and the one guy comes running up. He gets hit with like a fucking sink or a cabinet or something. <laughs> And I was just like, that shit is legit. He like, I don't know if he knew that was coming. Like the way you watch it, I was like, I, I don't know if he was expecting that one or he wasn't ready for it or something. Cause he gets tagged and um, he's a stuntman. I, I, he gets paid the big bucks for, for that. Man, but this fight was great. Like I love the fact that not, not one person went down with a single punch, mm. right? They all fucking got right. back. They got back up. Right. They got back up like slowly too. Cause like, fuck, I just got my, the only problem I have is towards the very end, uh, Matt Murdock, daredevil masked guy does this goofy fucking flip over to kick the guy. That's See, a, he literally throws a, himself. That's a signature move. Come on. <laughs> you gotta get the signature move in. Okay. 
we do a lot of kicks that when we're people on the ground and there's no reason to throw yourself on the fucking ground to get what he, I mean, I understand the mechanics of it. He's trying to get his He's, full body force and his, his marriage of gravity with his kick and get all that power into it. But he could have done that in such a better way that he didn't put himself on the ground when he's already goddamn tired. Okay. So other than that one kick, I was like, this shit was legit from get go. Yeah. And I was trying to watch and, and call it a one, you know, it's a one shot. They call it a one shot. Uh, there, there's two breaks in it where one where it flips around. And I'm wondering if they t that, that was kind of a secondary shot or whatever. But sure. it is one of the best fights. And, and the fight scenes in this entire series – um, are are there? There's some of the best fight scenes, I, especially, and it might have been because we just went from a week of watching Cobra Kai, where it's some of the most ridiculous, <laughs> right? Uh, fight scenes you, where they're good, but they're ridiculous. Now, what do you think about the the end fight with Wilson Fisk? Because Wilson Fisk has a whole different fighting style, and it's not yeah. always easy to to marry uh, two different styles and make it look. Effective. So he's a big guy that fights the way he fights. And this is one of the problems I have when, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to Luke Cage and I don't care for the Luke Cage fight. What they did with Wilson Fisk and his fighting style, he is a bruiser. He is a big guy. The way he fights is exactly what you would expect from a big guy like that. And I thought, I thought that fight was good too. I mean, there was there wasn't really anything in this other than the fight against Naboo, which it was the whole ninja thing where he was getting cut up that I actually had a problem with. And the only reason I had a problem with it is because how much he got cut up, he would have had some serious issues. Um, well, that that's I thought I, it was yeah with the Wilson fist fight. I thought I thought he got hit tagged so many times at the end that I didn't think that the new suit was going to protect him that much. Um, well, that's the whole base. He talks about that. It, it's bulletproof. Yeah, but is so, it is it pound proof the way he was just well, part of the, part of things with bulletproof is is it actually takes some of the kinetic energy and spreads it out. Okay, and that's why it doesn't that's why it doesn't penetrate. So it's going to take some of those big blows from a guy like that and kind of spread that out. So you don't take the same kind of direct damage as you would from a direct hit. Um, large punch like that so I could see that he also the helmet is supposed to be a one-piece helmet that is kind of more like a combat helmet where it takes like if you think about a football helmet right it's designed to hit and and take all the 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 pressure out the front and direct it to the back so you don't take it so I could see him taking some of those hits so I thought it was kind of realistic okay um I just like I said I I liked how they did that with a big man fighting where I think they failed in Luke Cage uh and we'll talk about that when we get to Luke Cage I think his fight scenes look fucking horrible um but uh all the fight scenes in Daredevil are fucking phenomenal um I think they're the best I think they're the best TV series fight scenes honestly 100% 100% like I call it, and it's not TV but you know what I'm saying yeah the right screen, no the small screen series I think they're the best small screen fighting mm -hmm. in so far, very close, and you know we'll get to this too. I think the Iron Fist ones, and I think, <laughs> and and just to touch on that, as much as they might be a little more sort of, I don't know, um, like they're not they're not real life, right? They're kind of more comic book, but they do a good job with the small screen fighting scenes. I think. Yeah, yeah even, even in, even in uh, like you said, uh, Iron Fist, you know, they, they kind of went the more martial arts style. This was more uh, – Daredevil is more of a brawler, right? He's not 
he is a ninja. Right. I mean, he is, he is trained in martial arts to a point, and that's that's one of the things they didn't really. What say his dad's it. a boxer, so he tries to pull that in. He's a fucking brawler, and that's what I loved about mm-hmm. it. The, the fights were brawls. They weren't they weren't the pretty, you know. It was it, it was that, that that difference between the Cobra Kai Miyagi fights that we get in in Cobra Kai. They were kind of funny, and then I mean, even if you look in some of the uh, the MCU fights. Other than, um, I would say, the first Avengers where you have the Iron Man, um, Captain America, uh, Thor fight, they, they don't have the... Well, I guess there's the the Civil War fight, too, between Cap and, and Iron Man. There's not a lot of, like, straight-up fisticuffs that just go down where you're like, these guys are fucking brawling. And that's what I really yeah. liked, which I, I think adds to the grittiness. There was well, I, think the fight, that- I think some of the stuff in... in uh... Black Panther, if we're going to go ahead, I think the Black Panther has some good fights. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree too. I mean, I think they're. I, I think really like Black them. Panther. But I mean, I not being like not fighting. being an aficionado, but I enjoy the fight. There okay. was a, there was a <laughs> let, let's get back to uh, to Daredevil because there was a line that right. the father said in episode two. He said, "Anyone that goes into the ring deserves respect," and. I that 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 resonated with me. I thought, oh, that's that's good. That 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 was a good lesson, and it really it showed something that that Daredevil kind of takes with him um, that I appreciate. Well, he also does that 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 main mantra that you always hear. It's not how many times you fall down; it's how many times you get up. Sure, but we've right? heard that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it for someone who's ever stepped in the ring and actually fought, you know, in a real fight or brawled or sparred or anything like that you realize that I don't care how fucking good you are, you're going to get hit. And that's one of the problems I had with some of the Black Panther and some of the other MCU things is they're a little too clean. They're a little, they don't get hit, you know, nor when they do, it's kind of campy where, I mean, he takes some fucking hits and it's like you shake them off, you get back up and you get back in it. I, I think, I think the, one of the things that Netflix shows have an advantage over, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and the movies to an extent is they're definitely going for a more adult audience. Um, 100%, yes. Like, sure, uh, it's almost like yeah, R-rated. Like the movies, yeah. Yeah, like the, the movies, you can't show any blood because then it, you know, you start inching towards R-ratedness. So it's, it all has to be that's, bloodless. That's a good point, yeah. Um, isn't, isn't it ironic yeah, that here and, we've arrived at a, a television streaming service that is finally able to show off the violence of, of something that they can't show in the movies. It's like a total flip from the eighties. Punisher. Oh my God. Wait till we get to Punisher. That's fucking brutal. Uh, Yeah. You're hundred percent right. I didn't even think about that. And, and, and it's not just, it's not just the fights. It's the, the whole storyline is much darker and a much more like, I can't see much more adult. I can't see kids maybe under, 14, 15, actually even enjoying Daredevil as a series. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I have my, my daughter's still, uh, she just started middle school. So she's still pretty young. She's 11, right? And she's, she'll be 11 in March. And, you know, she doesn't, there's just certain things. It's like, you just never (laughs) see with kids. Yeah. With kids entertainment. You would never a lot of guns, very rare. The whole the fact that they're selling heroin, no way. You know, and yeah. it's 
It's yeah, just, it's a good thing this is on Netflix. Adult, it's definitely an adult series, right? Is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, you're yeah. never gonna see yeah. Daredevil on Nickelodeon. It's it's not gonna happen. It's but just, you'll see but the it's, NFL, <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you see that? I thought that was fun. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I missed it. I did. I did see a picture of uh, what what uh, pictures. Yeah, Mahomes would have looked like on uh, on uh, Nickelodeon. They had his eyes all blurry. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, You know, I'll get into this. I'll talk to you Bo, about this another time. But whatever. Um, But yeah. (laughs) But but, yeah, I mean, like I said, the the show, the Netflix shows, anyway, are definitely definitely aimed at. These are not for children. Right. And well, and then you have and, and you know some of the other series Jessica Jones for sure. I mean Jessica I think Jones I was too young to watch that. It's <laughs> a much and, deeper and darker. Um they get a little lighter um with uh Iron Man or not Iron uh, Iron Fist and then Luke Cage I think are a little bit little bit less I think less Luke dark. Cage is not I've, light. I don't I wouldn't say Luke Cage is light. Well, I it depends on what I watched. It depends on what you're talking about watched because the first season yeah, I mean, they have some a lot of drug references and a lot of guns yeah. and stuff like that. But I think the story overall isn't as dark. I mean, yeah. I I personally think, other than Punisher, this first season of Daredevil is probably as dark as it gets, it, as gritty as it gets. I mean, it gets a little more campy, a little bit more comic booky as it goes. Um, but outside of Punisher, it this is probably as dark as it gets. And it's it's there's no laughing points. Essentially, I mean, you got, no. you got Foggy who kind of plays the the comic relief guy, but it's it's very subtle and okay. very small, and it's it's basically to kind of it's more of a character building with him, where he kind of builds that character with Karen that he's like he's the fun loving you know guy that she works with, yeah. where Matt's the more serious and and well, uh, so yeah, so two things about that. There's there's sort of two kind of two big questions for me one is is foggy really a good lawyer <laughs> like i don't think that's he's still like, a question that's, in the that's an essential question for you huh okay yeah like is foggy really a good lawyer like is he like they talk about like you know when you when you're going when you're going to your doctor you're getting an operation like <laughs> sure everybody gets to call themselves a doctor but if they're last in their class they still get to call themselves a doctor and you <laughs> right. want to like so is foggy yeah. like last in his class and he still gets to call himself a lawyer <laughs> like I, I i kind of get the sense that that trial trial lawyer is not foggy's strength well the whole first he might season, be better is like well yeah, we, we didn't see anyone no, what is what is foggy's strength like I, Foggy like, is, is Matt's backup. It's not Foggy. relationships. It's not hooking up with girls. It's not being a lawyer. It's not having a, like. What is Foggy's strength? Foggy's strength is he grounds Matt Murdock. He kind of reminded me of I Jack Black so. a little bit. Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Could that, you imagine if he played it? Cr- yeah. Right. Well, that would have been yeah. Yeah, I will. I will say that I totally believe that that Matt and Foggy would be best friends. I thought that was very believable. Right, yes, like Matt needs to lift himself up with somebody who's so much lesser than him, right? <laughs> no, no. I think I think what it is 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 so like, you know, there there's certain people that can 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 spew out knowledge and talk and do all this, and then there's the guy behind him that can do all the research and give him all the knowledge. And I think that's the froggy, the froggy, froggy, <laughs> foggy, not froggy, uh, Matt 
kind of combination is is Matt is the the you know he's the guy that has the voice and and can talk and hear the heartbeats and knows where he's getting you know getting the right notes off. Where Foggy kind of is that guy that does the the research and helps him kind of you know pull it all off. He may not be the best lawyer, but I think he's the best. He's he's a good support man, and I yeah, think that's man, how they man. play it in the comics. He he's, oh, he's really? kind yeah. of mad support man and stuff like that which brings to that i mean there's that big scene where where he shows up after matt gets his ass whooped by naboo you know and he's all stabbed up and fucked up pretty bad and he figures out you know he's he's the masked man and he feels betrayed and they go back into the you know the the oh god what's the word where they go back in time and show the 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 flashbacks Flashbacks. i'm like damn i I can't even think of words right now. Damn. Dude, you're you're the first drink guy tonight, Noah. You're <laughs> the first drink guy tonight. It's okay. <laughs> For the flashbacks of him in college and the show that, you know, how deep and how much they've been around each other and how long I've been in friends and stuff and how betrayed he feels and stuff like that. And it's funny. I was listening. To, like, I didn't, I didn't feel the betrayal as much when I watched it. Me personally. I was like, okay, I think you're overreacting a little. You know, you, you give your buddies a little more. And then listening to some people and talked about it, like how much, you know, how much he put out to him and how much he loves Matt as a friend, you know, that, 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 uh, hetero oh, life yeah. mate. And I started thinking about, it, I was like, fuck, what would I do if Steve all of a sudden I fucking come to Steve's house and he's all fucking cut up. Cause I find out he's the masked man beating up everybody in Santa Rosa. <laughs> would I be, would I feel betrayed because he didn't tell me that's who he was? Or would I be like, Oh, you're that guy fucking dude. I've been hating for a while. And I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I, I can see where Froggy's coming from at this point, you know? Yeah. So, so Steve, if you ever decide to put on a mask. You might have a lot of questions, <laughs> but initially you'd be like, right. I'm like, I'm like, how do I become your Robin? That's what I would have said. You're, yeah. always my, you're always my wingman, Noah. You know that. <laughs> that is, so I mean, I, it's, but it, it's, it's such a crazy thing. Like you were saying, how could, how did Karen not guess that Matt was the masked man? Fuck, right? Because he's blind. He's blind. Yes. He's, you know, you well, never. I, and, and I mean, it, Foggy's probably spent it. I mean, when he had, up until that point, when he and Matt are together, Foggy will like tell him what's going on. Like, oh, she yeah. smiled. Or, this person, or there's something here. He's probably been doing that since he met him, you know, right. like. And I get that. And that's why it was kind of like, why didn't people figure it out? And it's like, well, you know, if there's a blind guy, you don't expect him to be this big fighter. And I, I get that. And, and But the betrayal part, it was hard for me to see until I listened to some of these people talk about, like, why he would be so betrayed. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, when you when you share everything with your best friend, you would expect something like that. And I can understand. So I thought that was kind of a cool part because they show that. And then in the long run, what really – sealed it for me is that foggy said you know what i've been your best friend forever in the long run and and i'm gonna stand by your side no matter what you're if you're out there beating people's ass because because you think it needs to happen i'm gonna trust your judgment and i'm gonna do what i need to do to support you and i thought that was kind of cool and uh yeah it goes on uh so one of my biggest problems with the whole thing and this is because i don't know the the comic book reference to why how whatever how the kingpin became I mean, they give him they give a great backstory of why he's so fucked up. And basically he is just a big fucking kid with a fucking anger issue. Right? Mm-hmm. He's um, got but he's got 
Anyway, go ahead. But I think he's. But how did he become such a? I mean, he went from nothing to fucking the most powerful fucking guy in the underworld, essentially. But it's like, and and it didn't dawn on me until someone else said it, and I I wish I could give them the the credit for when they said it. He is just a big fucking baby. He's a fucking anger management. Like, I mean, think about it. He gets mad and he kills a guy and breaks his head open with a car door because he embarrassed him. What? What? what That's ha- a what fucking tincture tantrum. Yeah. Okay. So what was I talking about at the beginning with the when I was talking about my wine? He's like he's got rage on one side and this kind of vulnerable desire for love on the other. True. And it's it's it it, yeah. it that's that's. That's him. That's he's the just most troubled that. person. I think he's the most troubled person in the whole series. Yeah, I. But right. I, I, and he's also, so interesting, and I cho- I really like how the writers chose yeah. to, to to expose his character. Not he is. Yeah. I just thought it was such a huge cl- character flaw. When you look at it, you're like, oh fuck. Okay, sure. not to say that it's not filmed correctly. It's not story right correctly. I'm just like. In the long run, it's like, how did a fucking tinter tantrum throwing person get to the point where he is? So, you know, that that it, was my biggest cause, issue. Cause he, is that an issue? Because he's though, not or? dumb. Yeah, but but it was it was interesting, and and you. Yes, it's an issue for me. And he had Wesley. He had Wesley yeah, to kind of like help him out. You know, the, to Wesley's a bitch. <laughs> Wesley got killed by a girl. Yeah, I what know was, that was yeah. that was with that his was, own fucking gun. I know that was that was his a own damn disappointing, gun. Got fucking killed. That Wesley got that. taken out so easily. Yeah. He got punked. I, <laughs> I'll tell you. Here's the thing with Kingpin. Here, yes, he he has anger issues. He has impulse issues. He's like you said, he's kind of a baby, but <laughs> he's really smart. Right. He's, he's I mean I I don't think I don't think I emphasize that enough. But he's like thinking season two, you definitely figure it out. I he's think ex- I think season yeah. one is clear, but season two I think it becomes much more clear. He's poetic so too. Yeah. I like that. He he has that poetry to him that he's Yeah. He, no, he's a great character. He's he's a very evil yeah. and, and, and very believable. The one problem I had was like, how the fuck do you get them cops, them FBI guys to turn? Like, I mean, you're gonna just throw your fucking right. career away for some money? You yeah. just gonna kill some people for some fucking money? Well, that was like some people that was like shield. That. that was like shield and and Hydra. You know, you look at Hydra, and where did the hell did Hydra really get? You know, turn people so easily. It seemed kind of the same thing here. You know, that's why I can never I be a bad talking. guy. You were, you were saying something before. Sorry, Nina. I, going back to what you were saying. No, it's okay. I, got, well, I, I mean, I get if you're one, if you're really smart, and if you have no compunction about breaking the law. I think you can go pretty far, and also you can be president. Exactly, <laughs> and <laughs> whoa, but, but also people can be bought for a lot less than you think. Like I, I was reminded of this. Um, back, I guess I just have too many morals. I don't know if you remember this, but back in the eighties, there was the big roofer scandal here in Philly. Where the roofers union oh, was. Right. I thought you said roofie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, I do remember the. That's a whole different scandal. Yeah. But the roofer. Yeah. yeah, there was a big there was a big scandal with the roofers union. Yep. And when they and when they started reporting on it, it was kind of amazing. Like you said, like who would give up their career? They bought a judge yeah. for like a hundred dollars. What? Like a, ju- a judge threw a case for them for a hundred dollars. Now this was '80s money, but still, it wasn't a. Well, it's '80s money. Then. That's a lot of fucking money. 
I mean, it's, I understand that's like 1.3 million in today's day. But, you, could but, buy, you could buy a house on the, the Los Angeles coast for $100 back then. That, that's true. That's wow. true. But. <laughs> All right, that, that, Noah threw off his headphones. He doesn't want to listen anymore. He's like, uh, Noah's out. We got him. We got him. Like, well, to your point, that's the thing that 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 I that whenever these like Kelly's a huge true crime fan, and you right. look like she watches Dateline, she watches all these shows, and and sure. I too like I buy osmosis and and sure about him and all that kind of stuff but she's like like would you seriously be like i want you to kill my husband here's ten thousand dollars like like i wouldn't kill somebody for ten thousand dollars maybe ten million dollars i might but i would not like but that's the thing you're saying it's like like yeah the money some people could be bought pretty cheap and and the thing is when you're talking about cops what once you get them in you keep them. Well, these were different than cops. So these like, were like FBI, like special service. I mean, there was some crazy shit. So, Bo, yeah. ten million dollars? That's that's what it takes. <laughs> I've had them for cheaper. It, it doesn't take ten million. <laughs> but once you get it in once, once you get somebody in one time, once yeah, you get it, I, I I can see that. Then you're then you're reeling them in. It's like, well, you remember when you broke the law for me this time? Like I could turn you in. Well, I understood it with the low-level guys that he had. Like, he had a lot of the low-level, you know, criminals in this. But it was at the very end where he gets his escape and he has that, like, SWAT team just fucking killing cops left and right and all that. That's where I had a disbelief. But, I mean, once again, this is a comic movie, so we have to kind of give him some of the, you know, uh, disbelief or... uh, uh, Suspension of disbelief. That's it. That's it. I was like, there's another word in there. I'm not thinking of it. Um, I blame the blind pig. Uh, so, uh, but no, I, I think overall this, this was, uh, an incredible series and a a great season to start off Daredevil. We had, we had an origin story, right? How he, how he started off with his father and, and going blind and we get into his, his, his obsession with, you know, keeping his neighborhood clean and which leads to fighting the kingpin and find not even just fighting the kingpin. It's first, it's fighting the underworld, which leads to like, how do I get to the top guy, which ends up Kingpin. Did they ever, you know, mention, he has, did they ever mention the name Kingpin in the series? I don't, uh, uh, I don't I, think I, they did. It's I always Wilkins Fist. Okay. It, you're right. It is right. A, that was the comic book right. name for him, but yeah, well, yeah. I don't think they've, I don't think they, truthfully, I I've watched all of the seasons and I don't remember if they ever say Kingpin, but they always call him Wilkins Fist. Yeah. Cause I was watching carefully. Yeah, I, I kept waiting remember. for it. I don't think they did, but I mean, they didn't drop Daredevil to the very end either. But I mean, he had the whole fight with, uh, you know, the Russians and the whole thing, and that was fucking some crazy, phenomenal shit, and just some just brutalness, right? And there, there's a lot of stuff in there, and then I mean, we didn't even talk about some of the other. There's there's a um, what do you call it? The Fab Five of the criminals. You know, you've got Wilson Fisk, uh, Mao, Naboo. Um, Owsley and Vladimir and Anton and Anatoly. Anatoly. 
the Anatolia. Yeah, yeah, yeah that 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 interconnection interconnection of of the the criminal families and stuff. And like Mao is just this crazy. Like she's a powerful. Like she's the one that like kind of scares me a little bit in the long run because like, you know. This old woman, and I mean, she even she she hits she hits Daredevil or, or Matt Murdock at the time in the chest and gets that you know he blasts him back. So and then you know like, are you going back to China? And she's like, oh, much further. So there's some mystical shit with her. She's you got know, like I a Mortal Kombat move. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, she plus she has like all those people working for her that they blind it. They they blinded them. Oh so my that god! They can't that, that's fucking ridiculous. Like you look at them, and they're not—they're not just blind; they're chemically blind, like burned, and it's like that's yeah. some fucked up shit. So yeah, that's that's some crazy stuff. But I mean, the whole thing with the Russians, and and you know, they did a lot of story with the Russians because that's a big part of this that leads up to it. And and uh, um, and then you have Owsley, which is the the kind of money man. He actually has a tie back into the comic books, where he actually becomes kind of a, a costume villain. As, as an owl based character um which i thought was kind of cool they did a lot with uh with names and stuff like that and stuff even even uh wesley was uh a character from the comics and stuff like that even uh, so slightly so they did a lot of that um Did you I, say um, owsley was that leland is that yes leland? okay yeah leland owsley he's okay. he's the the money guy that like drinks the champagne he's like oh but he's the one that actually was the one that tried to kill yeah right He's kind of a comic relief on the c- criminal side, you know. He comes he, across a little bumbling, but but it, he fucking annoyed the shit out of me. I, I wanted to slap him, but effectively he, so. I thought he was well cast. And oh yeah, no, he's well. he, and that's what I found funny with a lot of the people talking about. It. They're like, oh, I loved him, and I'm like, he's kind of a dick. I hated him. Well, that, but I guess they're supposed fair. to. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. that's that's, that's, that's sometimes a positive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so then we get into I, we never, we didn't talk a lot about her, but Vanessa, Vanessa is a huge part of Wilson Fisk's oh, yeah. mentality well, character. I loved that that expo- person, exploration right? of of Fisk's yeah, the art, the art uh, Sharon's art gallery. Uh-huh. Sharon's art gallery, right? Right. She's yeah. well. I mean, there was that episode. It's the third episode, the Rabbit in the Snowstorm, where it has that that white painting that he gets so intrigued with, and we find out why because it goes back to the wall he stared at as a kid, as his dad fucking tortured right. him, and, and then he kills a, his dad. And what a beautiful ending when he's in prison, when he's sitting down like, and right? staring at it. It's oh. like, oh, there's some symmetry there. But, <laughs> but Vanessa, she it, she's interesting because. She, she knows what she's getting. She's a into. fucking psycho too. Yeah, and she, but she she oh. is she's allured by that the criminal underworld and just wants to be a part of it. Which right. Is, so who hasn't seen season two? Is there anybody who hasn't seen season two yet? Right. I'm like halfway through. Season two. Okay, so I saw it. I'm a little jaded because you know what she comes out. She ends, you you realize that she's just as fucked up as he is. That in the beginning you're kind of like, oh no no walk away, get get it away from the girl. Movies. Yeah. Who's not? Uh, Wait, what? Are there uh, any well-balanced people in these movies? Claire. Claire's kind of well-balanced. No, no, she's not. Never mind. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're right. But I mean, no, well, people. I mean, that's what makes the movies good. Like everybody right. has their thing, but there are certain people that are worse. And well, I mean, she just her, you. She's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. You think you think, oh god damn, she's getting tied up with this crazy criminal dude, and then all of a sudden you realize, 
oh fuck, she's actually worse than him. Well, I mean, yep. there's that there's that really fantastic scene when they go on their second date, and she has the gun. Yeah. Right, and she gives it to him. And, she gives like, it to, oh. and, and he's like, "You're safe with me," and she's like, "Here you go." That's when they're drinking the, the Bunuelo de whatever this is called. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's a really go. delicious wine, and I'm about three quarters done, so we'll right. see. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. So. Um, I thought it was it was it's very interesting the, the the story with her and how it develops and stuff like that and she becomes such a huge part like I mean he loses his shit when she almost gets killed and like you're like how do you set off a fucking psychopath well yeah give his, give his girl or, or his when, girls when, poison when he gets interrupted with that 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 date and he goes and oh, smashes God. the guy's head yeah. with the car door <laughs> that, that was... is such a uh, okay. So besides that scene, there's only one scene that I think is more brutal in the entire fucking movie, and and this is uh, when uh, Matt Murdock, as the masked man, confronts the guy that he, he that killed the dude in the bowling alley, and this is where he's like, "Give me oh, a name." Guy, and the he, guy pierces himself. He fucking commits oh, yeah. suicide he on suicide. the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Even though I knew it was coming, I still was like, "Whoa." If we're going through our whole series, so you go through what we've done so far, right? You go through <laughs> how nothing is violent. This is, I think, some of the most violent stuff in this series of everything we've done so far. Yeah. So out of agree? all the MCU, there's only one more show or series that is more violent than this, and that's Punisher. Well, welcome to Season Netflix, because Netflix is kind of introduced. Yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten that far, but... How far we've gone so far? This is definitely the most violent. Yeah. Yes, and I'm, I'm just saying, even after, I mean, this is current day. This is this is probably the most violent season. Even in season two and season three of Net of uh, Daredevil, I don't think as are as violent as this one. Um, there's the one where they introduce the Punisher, where it gets a little bit close, but then you get the Punisher series, which is like holy fuck. This that talk about some fight scenes. Oh my god, I can't wait till we get to that. I haven't gotten that far in the yeah. series, but I definitely want Just, to like the because I like the actor too because he's yeah. from Walking. <laughs> Steve finishes mine. So the cool part about this is like so. I uh, we're I mean we're talking about future. Are you doing like like did every drop? Sure, it's every drop. Yeah. When we get into the next couple series, like jessica jones is definitely more of a, a cerebral type of mindfuck in it mm -hmm. compared to daredevil yes um luke cage uh is i don't even know what to call that more than a i like luke cage i, I like it but there's there's parts i don't like i just like there's there's some cinematic stuff and some story stuff that i'm like you could have done that better i really like luke cage and jessica jones in jessica jones they introduced luke cage and i yeah, really yeah. liked his yeah. his character in there but i i couldn't get through the the, the first series of luke yeah. cage so I, I will watch the whole thing once we get to it but uh yeah you will have to i know I'm really, <laughs> yeah. jessica You've signed up. You're going to have to. <laughs> Just all of our supporters want you to watch it. That's so, all that matters. So Jessica Jones, the, the actor who played uh, Jessica Jones, she was in Breaking Bad, which is another series that really introduced oh, us to wait, kind of- she, Who was she in Breaking Bad? She was Jesse's girlfriend that- that. Uh, oh, no. Oh, the was, was, oh, yeah. wow. 
No, yeah, the white oh, Ryan. I didn't think the Walter. Was, so he didn't he didn't kill, didn't but he but he uh, but he did not do anything when she started choking. Yeah. So he facilitated. I, yeah. yeah, right. I watched that show because of Steve. I was like, uh, there was no. I didn't want, to, and he was like raving about that show, and I was like, ah. And so I started watching, and I was like, okay, I. I still can't stand the naming character. I, I want to punch him in the face. I think Jesse was the true hero of the whole fucking show. But, like, when I talk to people about that show, I'm amazed at how many people think he's such a good guy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I no. think but, I don't think he's a good guy, but I think he's a fascinating a character. Yeah. I, yeah, I there's, mean, there's just some parts about this. But I think it's God, important to call out that series because it was such a – it was on AMC, oh. and it was such a – I mean, from a violent standpoint, maybe it didn't maybe see a lot of blood, it. but it was you certainly, it crossed the you line. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I said, maybe, maybe we watch Breaking Bad after this. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put that on the schedule for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's about right for the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm fine with putting that in in between the MCU too. I, I got no problem with that too. Uh, it, I would I would be down to even rewatch that even as much. I I watched this much a a lot of it for for Steve because he taught he raved about it. But there was a lot about it. I fucking raged and hated the whole team through. I think I think yeah. we're gonna start making money off of this podcast so that we can fly everyone out and we can actually record live because <laughs> I, I think yeah. I, I think it would improve the audio. We, we'd all you're, be, you're right, 100%. I, <laughs> well, I am what, perfectly fine. Okay, guys, I'll fly out to Newport Beach. You guys, I'll come down to Newport Beach and, and we, yeah, can, we'll, we can do it there. We'll I can do drive it. there. I'll drive there. I'm there. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get a few more listeners. I'm not ready to like start. I'm not going to start a Patreon or any of that. Like, you know, I'm not going to be, you no, know. I hear you. We're not going to throw in a bunch of ads for like hymns and all that other crap. I'm just trying to get you guys to boost me up so I can have my own podcast. Really. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm trying to like like feed off of you guys so I can have my own. So you can start your own as heard on how we seize it. That's right. How they seize it. That's my how they seize it. Don't you think when when a, when a podcast reaches a certain number of listeners? Like a light goes off in the MeUndies office, and it's like, call him. <laughs> you know, right? I I would love that. I prefer Mac Weldon if they can get us. Like, I, I go more Mac Weldon than MeUndies, but I get your point. Just <laughs> for mattresses, a light goes off. Stamps.com. <laughs> right. I'll take some hymns and some MeUndies personally, but yeah. There you go. Right now, I'd be happy to get up to 20, 20 average <laughs> listeners. Beyond him, you know, is not going to do anything for you. You're right. I, I don't have that problem. Uh, you, you're not 100 there. You're not. You're not just. You're not just the president. You're a member, right? Is that what you're saying? Actually, I want to find something that'll make my mustache connect with my beard because that's something that irritates me. It's that fucking Irish blood. I can't get a real. I can't get a real fucking mustache beard to save my life. We are exactly two well, hours you know, into this podcast, and we've been drinking enough to where we all sound like like we are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're well, let's get back in, slipping okay. off the edge of. All right, we're, we're, we're gonna get back into. This. I think we're in wrap up mode. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is not only do I want to say what's your favorite scene or moment in this series, but uh, I wanted to tie to I, I want you to tie it to your favorite character overall. 
uh, and why, why that, why that character and scene is, is that powerful for you? Can I start? All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm not sure the episode, I think I have it written down, but it was the, it was the scene, uh, I th- oh, episode five world on fire. And it's when Wilson Fisk invites Vanessa on a date. It's, it inspired my drink, the, uh, the Italian, oh, yeah. uh, Sangiovese, um, and um, when he blows up the world, yeah, and th- yeah, when when all the all the warehouses blow up and the Russians are taken out, and we see it from the point of view of Vanessa and Wilson Fisk, and and their romance, which I just was so enamored with that decision to portray the villain. Oh, from, I kind of got a from gag a, reflex from, from a I, yeah, but it was I still <laughs> found it fascinating from a from a that they chose to, to portray the villain from a romantic point of view and Wilson Fisk was definitely the one that I was most interested in. So I mean, I understand the attraction of a bald fat man. No, I get it. But I, I mean <laughs> Well, he was not. Well, I, is that because you're a bald fat man? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what it is. I understand the attraction to that. Well, they had those wonderful vignettes, you know, when he was waking up in the morning and making his his omelet and throwing the seasoning yeah. on it, and they did that in repetition. It, there was a there was a poetry that I was really uh, fascinated with, and I just I just liked how they the, the it yeah. was a it was a decision. Uh, yeah. I, that was uh, that the writers chose to, to to a point of view that I I love. They're trying to give you a point of view anyway, from the from the bad guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it I bought into like, it. It felt like true love for for Fisk. Yeah, it yeah. felt like true love for Fisk with her, and it was it was kind of infatuation. Sweet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about true love. I thought more of faction. I think he truly loved her. Well, there was an immaturity like to it because he was a child. Yeah, it's immaturity. It's like it's like a twelve-year-old with his first girlfriend is yeah. what I felt more like. But that was the character, uh, and that was that was what. Yeah, they, yeah he's a big know, fucking baby that loses his fucking mind when you don't listen to him. His and he daddy when he was twelve years old. So you know that 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 his maturity ended there. That's where that's who he was. I don't even think it got there. I think it ended a year or two before that. Okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> move on, move on to someone else. Okay. No, I agree with you. That's, that's a great scene. And, and I, uh, I don't know. I, and, and this is weird. Like I, I tend to hate the villains in most stories. I, I don't know. They, they, they know how to pull my strings to get me to hate villains, but uh, I do not like Fisk at all. Like, and I can relate to him more than anybody else in that show because I am also a big fat bald man <laughs> that, that throws tantrums. So I mean, yeah, but like Fisk, you are all muscle. No, 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 not as big as Fisk. I kick his ass because yeah. I know some shit. I know that front kick. I'll restomp that groin. But uh, no, I'm just saying. Um, no, I, I I can identify with him, but I just I I mean, for me, I just I am so against villainy that which is is it to me I like I can't stand him. And it just irritates me. And, and how she can love him, it just, oh. So, but I get it. It is a very powerful scene. So, all right, what, what do you got, Bo? So, what's, what are the two things again? Sorry, I, I got I want you, I, I, I kind of want your favorite scene, and I'm sure it's going to attach to your favorite character. So, I kind of want to know why it's your favorite character to attach yeah. to that scene. So, so, my favorite character, actually, my favorite character is actually Foggy. Nice. Uh, because I relate to him the most because he's kind of the underdog through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely the underdog through the entire series. 
I think he's always the guy that's like screwing up and having to fix things and having to like like come back and and do all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that that relates to me because you know I, I don't know maybe people my wife would definitely not agree with this and maybe my sister would not either. I don't know, but, um, you know, but I feel like I'm always the guy that's like making a lot of mistakes and has to correct those mistakes. It feels like Foggy's the same guy, but the, the, the favorite scene I like is one of the first scenes where they're at like dive bar. Like I love the dive bar scenes. Is it the, the drink and the eel? Like, yeah, exactly. They're like, they're kind of just, they're like, they're like they're regular bonding. people. Yeah, they're bonding. they're bonding, they're hanging out. They're they're not like it's not like a superhero scene. It's not like whatever. They're developing characters, and they're just like you know, it's like yeah, I've I've run a tab here. Like I've been to bars where I could run a tab and things like that. And it's like you know, it's like it's it's very natural. It's very like real life and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's it makes it feel like more kind of personable to me, kind of a thing. So. I love oh, the fact so that those scenes that where they had Karen and Foggy at, out doing the real, you know, and this is one that um, I could say that I've never really had a super, super close female friend that like, you know, hanging out at the bar drinking and stuff. And, and I looked at those scenes and I was like, man, that's fucking cool. Like, you know, to be able to do that and stuff. And it was, it was one of those, like, they're just enjoying each other's company and they're just doing the thing. And there's also a really yep. genuine moment when the two of them are together and you can tell that Foggy is really, you know, interested in Karen and they bring up Mike Murdoch and she has this spark and it's yeah. really, she plays it really well because for, you know, it, it, it's that, it's that moment when you, you see you're interested in someone and you can tell they're interested in someone else and it, it plays. Yeah. It and it's your best so friend well. and he knows yeah. it. And yeah, no, yeah. I've been there. I've yeah. seen that. I've been I, in that too. position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it sucks being the wingman sometimes. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. It's uh, you know, but it's a, it's a role you play, and uh, yeah, it makes you feel it. You makes you feel for Foggy, and, and I agree with 100. percent And and I love those scenes too. And, and yeah, I agree. I like the most Foggy of all the characters. He's the guy I like the most. He's the guy I can relate to the most. He's the underdog. He's the guy that's not the star. He's a guy that's not the, you know, he's not the main guy. Right. But he's the guy the behind the guy. Too, He's a guy behind a guy behind a guy, but as you, as you get further into this, you get to see that like he starts to like, like kind of puff his chest up a little in season two, right? Oh yeah, he does, and sure. he even does in he does in season one when he needs to. I mean, there's that that whole point yeah. where he finds out that, that he really starts to do it a little bit more. Yeah, and so uh, one of the things I found out from the comics is that it is is foggy is that character throughout the comics where he's kind of that bumbling idiot and they kind of play him out throughout that. And, uh, I was kind of sad to hear that, that he never really comes into his own. And, and maybe that's just the take that I got from someone else. The stuff that I've read is very much that too. Um, the stuff I was reading from, uh, it's early two thousands. He, he, he definitely has that kind of thing where he's married, but he does some stupid shit and gets himself in trouble and stuff. But foggy is, is a, comic? in the comic. Well, this is much like the part I got into the comic. This was, I kind of think it was a 2008 release. It's a, it's like a new release, kind of like a okay. redo and not a redo, but like a reiteration of it. Like we're going to start back up. Uh, it starts off with um, Mysterio. Like 
ultimate daredevil kind of yeah where foggy gets caught up he's 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 uh dealing he's kind of the main attorney for this rich woman who's getting a divorce and it turns out she fucking takes him back to his room and they start to get busy and stuff like that she turns into a demon slashes his face and then throws herself out a window and kills herself (laughs) this it's this crazy like it is one of the coolest fucking starts to a comic like it, it gets eight eight or nine deep before you yeah it's like this everything is going wrong daredevil thinks some crazy shit's going on and it turns out it's it's mysterio it it is one of the best lead-ups wait the worst yeah like from uh the 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 latest uh spider-man yeah he's the main villain and he ends up dying he ends up dying at the end of this thing, which is really weird. But it's it's one of the coolest lead-ups. Like, oh, my God, this is the coolest fucking comic. Like, shit's going fucking crazy. And then all of a sudden, it ends up Mysterio and going, like, the worst ending to a fucking story ever. But it's, like, fucking 10, 13 episodes, you know, comics deep. Super crazy good uh, up to the point where it, it gets to the end. But, yeah. Uh, but Foggy is the same kind of thing. He's kind of like the, the wingman, and, but... I, I think it's awesome that he he he, he talks to you that way. I, I think he's a great character, and I love him in this story personally. All right, Nina. So what who's you, what your you favorite guy? Who's your favorite scene? Well, I, I'm going to go with Nina. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, All right. <laughs> well, Good job. I, I, <laughs> uh, I do want to I want to do want to give Karen some love because um, I I think and, and I do kind of relate to her because. We sort of have the same job. I'm also a, a an administrator, and um, I just like how she steps up and like she sees these two guys and is like, "Oh, they're gonna starve to death and freeze if I don't." They need some help. Step- <laughs> they need some help. <laughs> exactly, and and she does a lot of stuff. Like, um, you know, she kind of, I think she's able to help him in the investigations because she knows how businesses work. Like, oh, there's these, uh, you know, they would have these... She worked for a big company. Yeah. She, uh, what is it they called it? Union Allied or something? Union Allied, yep. And so she knows how things are run there. But also, like, all offices, you know, they have their own ways of doing things so she she knows what to look for she knows uh you know how to use computers she knows how to go through paperwork and it's yeah she just and she really works hard and i think she really wants the business to to work like she really gets invested fast and and i admire that about her i I like the fact of her that she uh she jumped right in and was like um some shit's going on and I'm, I'm going to find out what's like, she didn't back away from it. She, she, right. She made some poor choices on how she dealt with it. But I mean, she was like, also like, there's some bad shit going down. I'm, I'm going to do my part to, to fuck this up. And uh, I like that I, about her. I thought she was a great character. I know a lot of, a lot of people I listen to have issues with them. With yeah, her. I'm surprised really, about that. I did not, I didn't I, find that. That's that, really surprising. Great character too. Yeah, that surprises me. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. She can make better choices, but they all could, let's face it. And, you know, she's able to keep her, like when, when she gets kidnapped by uh, Wesley, I mean, she really is able to like. She puts six in the chest and don't think it, about it. Right. Just pop, pop, pop. 
Yeah, like no, Carrie, you yeah. and I, we, yeah, have, but I, we have a talk. We have to have a talk with the people I, on the internet that don't like her. Right. Something's okay. wrong here. So, so the, I, think, I think one of the one of the reasons she was able to do that is Wesley's like, oh, this is he's this overconfident. Is stupid. Yeah, this he, blonde he is. secretary. She's going to be yeah. a pushover, and she she's like, <laughs> I'm going to wait for my moment, and I'm going to take it. And. So, oh, so and the people Fisk, I was listening to. Yeah, it's Fisk calling her that like is oh. the moment. It's like he's the one that yeah. that, that that distracted Will uh, Wesley. Oh, the whole thing is like fucking crazy. <laughs> but anyways, the people that I'm listening to that that don't care for her um, are I'm gonna I'm gonna finger quotes here are the woke crowd, you know, and they're like, oh, she's just a dumb girl. She plays stupid, and she does. And then and it's oh. funny. It's mostly females that have an issue with her. And uh, I, I I find it interesting, and it's it's kind of like I'm like, uh, you take it a little too deep into some of this, and I was like, uh, you know, yeah, she does some dumb things and gets herself kind of in her own trouble and stuff like that, and yeah, they had a big issue with why she didn't recognize Matt, and uh, the other one was, uh, uh, some people had an issue with her playing that that love triangle where she's leading Foggy on, where she's really pining for Matt, and I'm like, well. She may not know who she wants at this point. Like maybe she's just getting into this. She's just getting to know people. So it's but and 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 there, they, they contrast her with the character that that Foggy ends up. Oh, know, the hot trying... chick from the lawyer, the other lawyer. Well, oh, yeah, right. and and, yeah. and, and, and they play her Marcy, really. Yeah, yeah, they play her really, really. Marcy well. looked good. I. I... I would if I was Foggy. I think Foggy <laughs> did the right thing. He went back. I and, think Foggy and, did the right thing too. I yeah. I can't argue with Foggy's choices. Yeah, he he went back on that Marcy tip. I'm not gonna lie, that that was a big big choice for him, and Wait, he, he made the are, right are choice. You, are you saying he made the right choice between Karen and Marcy, or, mm -hmm. or just? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Oh hell yeah, no Marcy all day every day. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I I think Karen's hot. <laughs> I think she's a great character. But Marcy's like, there's the hookup thing, right? There's a difference, right? Marcy's definitely. I mean, let's. That they're all hot single people in New York City. Why? There's no expectation of exclusivity at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could get some Marcy and then some Karen. He might get some Karen Marcy exactly. if he's lucky. I mean, Foggy could play that role. Oh, I, with Karen. Why, why not be Foggy on Friday and on Saturday, you know? <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing, that, and, and this is where it, where it really pays off, is Foggy got it with with back with Marcy and and got her to see the light and got her to turn in the evilness that she was working with. So he really he's like he put that work in and made that happen. If if he didn't get with her, that wouldn't happen. So I mean really True. if you think about it, he might be a bigger hero yeah. than Matt. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he put that work in. He he did that do, you know, he did the deed and and you know Paul's kitchen, but you know, he, he did the work. <laughs> Did he? Did he? We're, we're he might have saved health. Wait a second. Are we talking about Karen here? You've you've rolled it. No, no. Back, back to no. Foggy. Okay. Well, Foggy got with Karen or got with Marcy and got her to turn in the bad, the the corrupt lawyers that she was working with. Like when the FBI at the last part where they're coming through okay. and they're walking those guys out. That that was because Foggy put the work in. Okay. You know. But we're talking he didn't about do Karen. it. We're talking about Karen. So Karen, um, yeah, no, Karen, Karen didn't do anything to help the FBI get any of those guys. I'm sorry. 
but I think she helped the series. I'm, I, I appreciate she did. I, I, I appreciate Nina's Nina's uh, call out to Karen. No, no, I think Karen's a great character. I actually love her a lot. I, I liked her in, in True Blood, so I liked her in this one. It, it kind of carried over. And um, I'm, I'm although I don't think I'm surprised that people you said people didn't like her. I thought she was great. Yeah. So I listened to about four different podcasts uh, going over the series, and. Mostly it was it, there was three of them that had women, and mostly the women were the ones that had the biggest issue with Karen, and and it had a lot to do oh. partly because of the 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 love triangle, partly because they thought she was weak and did some stupid things and got herself in trouble and had to get rescued, and how should she not know Matt was bad? Yeah. And so I mean I understand some of their arguments, but I also think that you know what she also showed yeah. that she was strong on her own. She got herself out of the the Wesley problem, right? I love that. I mean yeah. personally. I thought that Wesley was, like, was a, I thought he was a sleazy motherfucker, and I love that she capped his ass and capped his ass with his own oh, gun. Thought, right. Yes. I mean that whole that whole scene was so tense. Yeah. And like I said, she kept her wits about her. She kept yeah. cool. And um, yeah. And honestly, I I don't blame anybody for not recognizing that as Daredevil. I, mean, I do. I, I, that's harsh. my personal thing. I I would have noticed if he kicked my ass. I'd have been like, "You're that blind, the fucking lawyer." But if but if you're only oh. listening to this podcast, we're Karen supporters. So yes, uh, we yes. are. I, I Karen, 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 I, Karen. I love all the good characters. I I think Foggy, Karen, Matt are all like even Stick. I think Stick is a good guy, even though he was a bad dad figure. You know, yeah. He, but I I mean, shit. I'm not the I'm not the best dad. I mean, I've punched my kids for doing stupid shit. You're a good, like, you know, you're a good dad. I am, but it, I mean, it was one of those like you had to learn through the fucking hard parts. It's like I didn't come. I, I mean, I'm not like giving them suckers for every little thing. It's like, hey, sometimes you have to learn the hard lessons, you know. But I, and that's and that's what it was. And I think I think you know that's why I like Stick as a character. One of the other things I didn't touch on. Um, there's another character. They show Stick talking to someone. They just show his back. Uh, from the comics, that's Stone, right? He's another character who actually, this is kind of a reverse from the comics where Stick actually was the the head instructor and Stone helped teach Matt and Elektra how to fight growing up and stuff like that. So Stick and Stone, you know, taught Matt how to oh. be a badass, which I thought was pretty cool. But it's a little throw out there that, you know, if you know the comics, they did a ton of that shit. And I didn't touch on even part, you know, part of what was out there, but there's a shit ton of... Uh, Easter eggs in in this series, which I thought was really cool. Uh, back to the comics. Hey Noah, um, so what's your favorite uh, scene and favorite character? Oh right. <laughs> so I I am a Matt Murdock fan. I yeah. fucking love Daredevil. I love the whole idea of beating ass on evil, um, and that's what he does. I mean, I, I'm not gonna narrow people down, that know. We're talking about a scene, right? So the scene <laughs> for me is the hallway scene. I love that fucking fight. I've watched. I watched it probably six times the original You're a fighter, time. Not a lover. <laughs> no, that's ah. right. I'm, I'm a love to fighter. Um, so uh, I watched that 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 hallway scene multiple times. The first time I watched it, and I watched it multiple times in my rewatch. And I just something about the and it the gave fight me multiple. Scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I, after four hours, I called my doctor because I was like, hey, something's wrong. The scene has got me to six to midnight. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, I, I, I just I the the fight scenes in this and 
and everything they did with uh, with Daredevil, um, I love the fact that he was so freaking badass that he the fight the way he he was a brawler and not just you know he's an athletic kind of acrobatic fighter, but he's also that brawler um, is just fabulous. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention is uh, the guy that gives him his costume in the end is actually supposedly uh, he's the character that becomes a villain or is a villain in the comic books. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh shit. Uh, I had it earlier, but he, he actually is a, is a throwback to the comics. He kept going on uh, about Betsy or something that his girl, yeah. he didn't want to get. So he's, he's a, God, he's a guy that goes after Karen in the comics and stuff like that. He's got a limp and he's got, yeah, yeah. He's not all there, but, uh, the, him throwing the, um, the saw blade is a throw out to the comics and stuff like that. And him as a villain, okay. super good stuff. But, uh, yeah, he's, that's Murdoch, um, is is my favorite character now the one thing i wish they would have done a little bit more with daredevil and murdoch in this is i wish they would have showed him a little bit more in the the, the courtroom i fucking love when he goes lawyer on people because he there is was good no at courtroom. it they didn't they weren't in the court they had the all. one they had the one scene they had the one scene where he's listening to the heartbeat because of the lady is uh they got there they got to her on the jury and then he figures it out and that's where he gets in the fight. And the one guy is like, Oh, there's a light in a room. And if I see that I got a job and there's another light in another room that's on, I'm the job kind of thing. That's season so, one season. one. Yeah. Okay. It's I like, mean... it's like episode three or four. Okay. It's, it's, it's from the guy that beat up the dudes in the, in the, the, um, bowling alley. Bowling alley. Okay. So, uh, I just, I, I, I really like daredevil and the fighting that they did in this and, and, and the Matt Murdoch character personally. It, Cause like, if I was going to be a superhero, that'd be kind of the guy I was. I'm I'm not going to be the guy that, you know, prances around and does, you know, I'm going to be the fucking guy that's out brawling and, you know, probably getting my ass kicked and having to recover and then go get my ass kicked again as I'm trying to do good. It's kind of cool it. that, that out of the four of us, we all chose a different person and, right. and <laughs> which, which gave kind of a good, uh, good overall, you know, it shows that this series really, kind of came at it from all different directions and produced something really effective. This was a really good uh, season and, and premiere for Netflix. I think it really helped out Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and really made sure that people wanted to watch those because this was such a good series. I, I, I did have one point that I wanted to make before we wrap it up. Um, yeah, I usually, I usually really? watch these things. We're, with, wrapping with, up. We're only two and a half hours in. Like, what's your rush? <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I usually, um, if I'm watching these during the day, my, my daughter is doing, uh, still doing distance learning. So I'll listen on the headphones. And, you know, uh, aptly enough, the sound design on this show is really first rate. It's really, they're just, they just do like really beautiful surround sound. And, oh, really? um, Oh yeah. It's, it's really cool. And, um, you know, and I've, and I've watched some of them. We have surround sound in the living room. Oh. So some of them I've watched yeah. surround sound and it's just, the sound design is really great. And, you know, all of the all of the technical stuff is really top notch, which I think makes it a lot more cinematic mm-hmm. than, say, your average Agents of Shield. So, <laughs> fair. That's yeah. 
<laughs> it's gonna be hard to go has his, watch Agents has of his hand on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what season are you on Agents of Shield, though? Uh, I'm well. I think I'm done season three. I have to go back and look, but I'm on I'm on Iron Fist, so I think I'm done season okay. three of Agents of Shield. So I'm on Iron Fist. Um, yeah, it's I'm almost I'm I'm so excited <laughs> to get done with Iron Fist so I can actually watch another movie. Because as much as these series are really good series, like they're all like a lot of them are good, especially the Netflix ones. You know, Iron Fist. I like Luke Cage. You obviously do not. We've established that. <laughs> I like Iron Fist. Um, I don't know how you feel about Iron Fist, but um, like I just the movies are obviously so much better. Yeah, I I, I, I I've thought about this. Not deny that. I thought about this. I was like, man, when we, you know, when we were doing Agents of Seal last time, I was like, man, maybe we should have just done the movies. But then we got into Daredevil. I'm like, oh no, Daredevil's good, good. Maybe we should have just done Daredevil everything. Daredevil is definitely an anomaly. It's a, it's a, it's a really good series that I think stands alone above the movies in its own way, in its own right. You're right. It is. But then I started thinking about. I was like, maybe we should just do everything but Agents of Shield. <laughs> I'm um, fine with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, we're already we're already knee deep. Yeah, we we may get later oh, yeah. into this and be like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna just really, really sub sub cover uh, Agents of Shield. But no, I was I was looking at what we got next, which is right up your alley. We got two movies coming for ne- our next episode, yep. which is Age of Ultron and Ant Man. Yep. Yeah. So which that should be that'll be fun. Don't get me started. It's one of my favorite ones. Oh fuck yeah. Hundred percent, and, and I, for so many reasons. I mean, okay. the actors <laughs> take place in San Francisco, which near and dear to my heart. I, yeah. if if you told me a movie was filmed in a city I lived in, I'd watch it a hundred times. I mean, that's really. I just <laughs> love movies that are filmed in cities I live in. Yeah, I actually am. I'm a big fan of Age of Ultron, even though that's considered one of the the less liked. Uh, Avenger movies. Um, there's parts of that that I I truly enjoy. The opening really scene, scenes, isn't it? the opening scene is yes. fucking phenomenal. I love yeah. that one. Yes. Matter of fact, they they have a uh, a Legos Avenger game, and it starts off, and it actually has that opening scene for the Legos. Oh, really? And <laughs> it's got that still right. We're all yeah. All I, I I've replayed that multiple line. times. <laughs> The Lego game I've replayed multiple times just for that scene because it's that fucking good. So uh, right. yeah, so that's our next our next episode is uh, MCU episode that should be in three weeks. Uh, our Age of Ultron and then Ant Man movies, and then followed by that we're gonna get in Jessica Jones. So we got we got at least two good ones, and then we got a Daredevil uh, Daredevil season two after that. So that's pretty yeah. good. Jessica Remember? Jones is good. Yeah, Daredevil season two good. Yeah, for sure. So we got yeah. our next our next three episodes will be pretty good. Then we get back into Agents of Shield, and so we'll, and we'll see. We'll talk about how much we want to watch and how much we want to just skip. I think my internet might be down that week. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you feel the love? I think I think no one has the right idea. Just drink three drinks, and it'll be very entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> we will have to go back to our movie our movie ratings. How many beers did it take you to get through Agents of Shield? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I do have to say I've watched uh, Agent Shield all the way through season six and uh, season three is actually still good compared to uh, later seasons. So we, we haven't hit the the cream of the crap just yet. Cream of the yeah, crap. right. <laughs> um, nice, nicely done, sir. Yeah. 
so yeah, we got, we got some great stuff still coming, um, which is awesome. And then I know I, I, I said a little bit about it earlier. We're going to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles next week. Uh, the week after that, I don't know what we're going to do yet. It sounds like there's some good potential, some other stuff out there. Uh, Breaking Bad, I don't know if Bo wants to get on it uh, twice a week, every three weeks. Do Breaking Bad, I would, I would get on to Breaking Bad for sure. Yeah, that, would, we, might have to, we might have to push that a little one. Because that's that's a that's a little bit of a look. There's a lot gotta, of cool gotta, stuff out there. Speaking of a little bit of a look, I got to shave my head if we're going to do Dra- Breaking Bad. So that's right. You did a great <laughs> Halloween costume as the uh, oh, that's what's right. his name? That, Walter Heim- White. Heimlich. That's right. Walter White. What's yeah. what's what's his uh no? What's his alter ego though? Um, Starts with oh, an eight. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yeah. Heisenberg, right. Yeah. He did a great. I, I was like, damn, dude, you you could sell me some drugs right now uh, with that exactly. look. Exactly. Uh, I had the Steve is Steve. Yeah. yeah, Steve yeah, killed him yeah. some uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, he did the Han Solo, the Heisenberg. Oh, really? Def- definitely some. Uh, he did a Frozone one time to see uh, your Mr. Link Incredible, up. right? Yeah, I did Mr. Credible, and he, and he took he he took the side roll and did a Mr. Frozone that was fucking phenomenal. So nice. I he, so, he knocks so, it out of the park. I will say this: if I was uh, if I was ever going to make it to Comic Con, I've always thought that I would have to find a stockier sidekick so i could do the blues brothers oh and, nice yeah i know noah so maybe you're going to be the guy that <laughs> i might have to wear a wig but yeah i could do it you know the other one next next uh next october we got to do a uh, strange brew we can you can be oh, oh bob that's doug, right bob and doug mckenzie we're we're right here. <laughs> there there we go <laughs> love that movie take off eh? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah, you know, you know who's a Brothers fan? <laughs> what that, was that, Nina? You know, I gotta tell you, my sister <laughs> and I, we, we, um, you know, obviously we're brother and sister. You know, we did a lot of stuff together growing up and all that. But the biggest things that we did growing up were watching between Second City TV, SCTV, the series, and Monty Python. That's like what we always sort of mm-hmm. like watching Monty Python, watching SCTV. And last for my 50th birthday, my wife took me to Chicago and got to go to Second City TV and see uh, a comedy set there. And it was like, nice. you know, you know, it's, it's, it was hilarious and it was amazing. And <laughs> you know, they really developed really good, you know, really good comedy there and all that. So, yeah. So to take off you hoser. Yeah. Take off eh? <laughs> Your hoser, yeah, I, I, that's actually great, Steve. I, I'm I'm all of that, and I still owe you. I still owe you a Chewbacca. I will do that someday. Okay, <laughs> I'll break out. I still have my Han Solo. I've done it twice yeah. so far. So I was gonna say the the one the one that I really killed was I did uh, Skipper from Gilligan. That was probably my best. Uh, uh, Halloween I remember that. That was a good one. That, I I was surprised by. <laughs> I put that out on Facebook. It was funny because it was uh, it was the year we went up to um, Seattle to go watch uh, the Seahawks play the Raiders. My buddy was stationed up there and had tickets. So that Halloween night, we 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 started driving up there, and I, I sent out that photo. It had like 250 likes or something like that by the end of the night. I was like, "Holy shit!" That was and perfect. Well, Dan, not only send, that, send this podcast to the same number of people, <laughs> right? Exactly. Four. Uh, Right. So the funny thing about that was, is when I, when I, uh, did all that, I, um, had, uh, 
when I was looking at the likes and, and responses, there was someone that was actually from the Gilligan's Island uh, series. Oh, wow. I post saw it and posted and said, that shit is legit. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking, I can't remember. It was like, a, 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 it was, I can't remember. It wasn't one of the actors, but it was like one of the um, showrunners yeah. or directors. I was like, cause I was like, who's the fuck is this guy? And I looked it up. I was like, Oh crap. Okay. That's fucking legit. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Well, nice. I'll be your Gilligan if you want it one year too. So. Uh, I, I can, I'd have to grow my hair. I mean, it takes I'll a couple months professor. to get there. I'll have to lose a little weight and kind of. Oh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I can see you as the professor, Bo. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, that's that's kind of what we got. I mean, is, is there any final words you guys have for this Daredevil uh, Netflix season one? Uh, I don't have a final word, but I have a final drink for this bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kill the bottle. Nice. Yep. There we yeah. go. Wonder, job. Wonder Woman 2.0, nice. you know? Yeah. Again, I, I just, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing specific to Daredevil, but specific to the podcast. And thanks for, thanks for bringing me in guys. It's, uh, every three weeks, it's a great, it's a great couple of hours and really enjoy, really enjoy doing this with you guys. Awesome. I'm the, Matt, Noah, you, you're listening to the all fantasy, everything podcast. I'm yeah. the show- I'm the Sean Jordan guy that's going to get choked up and while <laughs> yeah. because I'm the guy that's uh, you know I just this is a this is a great release for me. I mean it's like you know life is stressful, everything's stressful in this world, and this is something that just lets me you know my time with my wife is great and <laughs> I love everything I do with her, but this is like another avenue of just a release for me, and I really appreciate you guys like pulling me into this and i really it's great so thanks. dude no no problem i i appreciate you coming on uh same with you nina i like uh, yeah, oh, yeah exactly we started doing this because it was one of those things is when we got together and just were drinking and having fun and hanging out we're like we'd get into these conversations and someone actually said you guys should do a podcast is like fuck yeah we should and we started <laughs> doing it and uh you know we don't have uh huge numbers of listeners uh i I think we average about 16 downloads per episode is 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 probably where we're at 15 maybe somewhere yeah um we're we're almost on our year uh next year or next week will actually be our one year anniversary from we started yeah um so we're you know but it's it's not about listeners it's not about trying to get sponsorship it's not about trying to change the world it's because this is fucking fun uh, it's something we enjoy doing and I'm glad you guys could join us for it. And yeah, uh, whether we're doing MCU or whatever other, uh, stuff is out. There. I mean, the pandemic fucking screwed us. Cause what we really wanted to do was to be able to go to theaters and actually do a pre and post of, well, of and, movies and hang out yeah. too. It, yeah. And hang out. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it came out. Uh, you know, some of the funnest ones we've had are probably some of the, the worst of the podcasts is where we do the beer pairings. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was thinking about God, we need a fucking catchphrase, and I thought about. It, I was like, you know what our catchphrase should be? We're not the best, but we're definitely not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, we're we're not the best podcast, but we're not the worst. So, um, you know, but it, it's it's one of those things. It, it's all about fun, and I and I yeah. hope people are getting enjoyment out of it as we are. Um, well, I, I gotta say, Noah, you're definitely the glue. You bring a lot <laughs> of you, well, you bring a lot of research to it, and you 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 yeah. keep us 
you keep us in line. I, I, you know, I, I think I'm just kind of along for the ride, but I like what you bring and you make it I, fun. I literally spend the whole week looking at stuff and what and listening to other stuff about what whatever like today i was i was like i started to listen to a turtle uh podcast and i was like wait no no i gotta be on daredevil i gotta keep my mind straight <laughs> so i flipped over and listened to a daredevil and well, then we got uh, a week of turtle you know we got a turtle. oh my god i'm so excited I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding like that is i we should have done that shit on my birthday is what we should have done because that's how fucking excited i am about i mean uh, anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Turtles well, we, fan. We can save it for Valentine's Day if you want. <laughs> That's coming soon. <laughs> it's your love story. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, no, it's it's actually, I'm, I'm really excited to. Well, one of the things is, and uh, they're probably not listening now. Hopefully they'll listen next week. Um, I, I listen to, and, and I'll have to say it, as much as I love our podcast, my, my number one podcast is Turtle Soup. Um, it's the, the, the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Turtle. They, they do the whole series from, from start to finish. Uh, there's a Facebook group, and I'm gonna fucking send our link out to these guys. And I'm a, and there's they're like fucking hundred strong, easy. And I'm like, hey guys, I know this isn't your normal wheelhouse, but if, give us a listen. And I want to see how many people actually jump on. And I'm like, I'm hoping we get some some good listens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, and I'm super excited to do that one because I'm coming to it from a, a whole different like. There's nothing they can do wrong. Like I fucking love the turtles from top to bottom. There's there there's and and I want to see you as a non turtle turtle fan i mean you know you're a movie guy so i want to get your take on it and and i think it'll be something that these guys that are turtle fans can hear a different opinion of and you know i can give you some of the history and stuff like that because there's some deep history cool part is we're doing it right after daredevil which ties right into it i I see nina shaking her head yes uh so she knows she knows the tie-in um it's it's hilarious it's you'll get to hear it when you hear it bo um the whole tie it, it it's right right there it, it's perfect to be coming right after daredevil i mean it couldn't have been a better timing cool i'm looking forward to it yeah so um yeah so that's it for us tonight unless anybody else has anything else to to throw in there hwsi.podbean.com you know yeah email us yeah tell your friends to to listen to at least just challenge them listen to any episode i mean we've got enough out there that you should be able to find something that that fancy you know your your interest uh, give us a listen. Uh, if you can't find anything that you like, email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you want to hear. And we'll watch it. I don't care what it is. I'll fucking watch anything. I, I, I'm not, I'm, and and no will make I'm, me watch it too. So. <laughs> I watch Primer. So I will watch it. <laughs> well, hey, you well, had a reason well, to. Bo, though, you, Bo you got to email us and then we'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, dude, I think you'd. Maybe get my cousin on the show, right? We can get my. Oh cousin. my god! Oh, oh that'd be our... right. We'll have a star-studded <laughs> podcast. It'll be awesome. We'll we'll tag Primer. We'll get everybody on there. We can get like all the Primer nerds on yeah, there. There we go. Like, all four of them. There's a there's lot of people. no. There's a lot of. <laughs>